Today's episode is a very special one. I am so excited about this. I have waited months, if not years, for this moment. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you will know that I have not had any guests on this podcast ever. The reason has been because I just know exactly what I want the conversation to be about. I know exactly what kind of person I want to have on. And this is not about getting people on for the sake of just getting clicks and views and controversy. No, this is about having important conversations with the right people who come from a place of lived experience and insight and nuance. And today matters a lot because today we have a queen, a black dom, Mistress Marley in the building. I'm going to read an introduction that I actually pulled from a New York Times. She's in the New York Times, yeah? A New York <laughs> Times article. Okay, and it matters that this article is from the New York Times because black doms are getting their airtime. Black doms are coming to the surface. So let me read this intro. Mistress Marley earned a master's degree in fashion marketing in 2018. While she was in school, she worked casually as a so-called sugar baby, an arrangement in which one person, usually younger, is supported financially by a partner or sugar daddy. After graduation, she found a job in fashion as a buyer for a large corporation. But when she wasn't earning as much as she'd hoped, she googled how to make money as a woman online. Among the first search results was a 2013 Vice article, Financial Domination is a Very Expensive Fetish, about a Pennsylvania woman named Cleo Tantra who said that financial dominatrixes like herself could make a few thousand a month. Intrigued, Mistress Marley scoured the web and took copious notes Favourite apps and social media platforms, Cash App and Twitter, their colourful aliases, Goddess Taylor Knight, Miss Melody May, Divine Goddess Jessica, what Finsubs liked to pay for, manicures, champagne dinners and designer clothes. A week later, she created a Twitter account with her new nom de fin dom, Mistress Marley, and posted a simple message with no photo, who wants to buy me lunch? Two days later, she said, she received her first tribute, $25 from an anonymous Cash App user. The more Mistress Marley posted, not just on Twitter, but also on Instagram, OnlyFans and Patreon, the more money flowed. She uploaded seductive videos of herself in a black corset, dancing to Megan Thee Stallion. She snapped photos of Fendi purses and other gifts. She met Finn Subs in person and recorded their interactions. By her second year, she said, she was making up to $2,500 a week. That's when she quit her job in fashion. Period. <laughs> Mistress Period. Marley's in the building. <laughs> Girl, what you saying? Purr. All of that. Purr. And just hearing that being read back is like, wow. I really came from nothing and made something out of it. And you would have never told me years ago that this would be my life. And the fact that this started from you having the curiosity mm -hmm. to just be like, well, how can a woman make money offline online? Yeah. And when that came up in the search results, what were your apprehensions? Were you like, hmm? I wasn't apprehensive. Like, I'm an Aquarius. We don't... 
Oh, we, like we don't. She's an Aquarius. We just do what we want to do. <laughs> and we don't care. So it's like when I saw that, I was like, hell yeah! Like, cause when I had Googled that, I was like, okay, I know there's webcamming and stuff, but I don't really want to do that, cause like my patience with men is low. So like Same. sitting there on webcam and just having them watch me and like I wasn't into that. So when I saw Fendom, I was like, you know, my first apprehension, if I had one, was basically like, this is fake. Like when I saw, I was like, there's no way. Like, they want to send this money and, like, whatever. And then when I got my first send, I was like, I wanted to quit my job that day. I was like, I'm quitting today. <laughs> but and I had, but I, the thing is, I still felt so alone because I didn't have anyone to tell about it yet. None of my friends weren't doing it. The Dom, like, best friends I have now, I didn't know them then. Couldn't tell my, like, family. Like, I had no one to be like, hey, I'm doing this. It was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm walking around, like, I'm at, like, my job, like, you guys don't know that people are <laughs> like, I don't need this shit. Like, that's literally how I was. I'm so proud of you. Thank and you. I think it's important to tell you that I'm proud of you because you. we will touch on the stigma later, but mm -hmm. I really do want us to be able to use this conversation as a space to uplift and yeah. uphold the power that it takes for a black woman to decide that she's going to actually just stand in her power and stand mm -hmm. tall in it. Because I think what makes a lot of women even scared to consider the idea of being a dominatrix is the idea of unworthiness. And even what you touched on earlier about, is this real? Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. A lot of women, their fears or anxieties are around the lines of like, but isn't this guy going to want something back? And it's yeah, like, that's not exactly. how it works. Like yeah. the purpose of the kink is they enjoy sending. Mm -hmm. They're not sending it to receive something. They're sending it to send it. Right. How would you define what a dominatrix means? Wow. So to me, a dominatrix can mean so many different things. I think people see the stereotypical, oh, leather, latex, whips, chains, uh, cussing a man out or whatever. But for me, a dominatrix is like the ultimate pinnacle of power. Um, even if you want to just touch base on the BDSM part of it, we are the leader of the scene. People look towards us for direction. What is the dominatrix telling me to do? Like, is she listening to my cues? Like, we hold so much power in spaces um, that also can leave room for a lot of judgment for us because that power is something that's to be respected. Um, it's something that is not to be taken lightly. So to me, like, being a dominatrix is just really tapping into my like massive feminine energy that I have because it's very massive. I'm not, I'm not quiet with my feminine energy. I'm very loud with it. So when I became a dominatrix, I was like, this is what I've been wanting to be all my life. And I can finally be it out loud. And it's just being yourself unapologetically and just realizing that there's not one way to be a dom. You can be super sadistic and want to just wear all the black and stuff, or you can be very feminine and wear the pink and, oh, I'm just spoiled, I'm a brat. Like, you could be that person, and that's just the message I try to get to people. Like, be you. You could still be you. Like, it's fine. I really yeah. resonate with that because yeah. what you said about that's who you've always wanted to be, mm -hmm. that's how I felt when I finally embraced being a dominatrix. Mm -hmm. I used to follow lots of dominatrixes on Twitter back in, like, maybe 2017 and 2018, and... I never entirely understood it, but I was drawn to it. Mm -hmm. Like, I just loved the idea of like, the captions being like, this little whiny boy just sent me 1,000 pounds and I spent it on a Gucci bag and now I'm on my way to Harrods to have some tea. Reimburse yeah. me now, bitch. And I'm yeah. like... And then they just, and then they post a follow-up picture and then yeah. the little note with the cash send just says, sent goddess. And I'm like, what? Yeah. How? Yeah. Someone needs to run me through how this works. Yeah. So yeah. my first... Because I was like, I want to try this out. So my... <laughs> <laughs> my first sort of like dipping my toe in was mm -hmm. sometimes men on Instagram would like 
send me compliments in response to po- photos I've posted because this is during when I started my viral movement hashtag Saggy Boobs Matter. Mm-hmm. So I was a lot more visible back then for my appearance. Mm-hmm. And so when these white men would like send me compliments, like, nice tits or you're so beautiful, love. <laughs> I'd be like, why me being like 22 or 23? I don't know who I thought I was. I was like, why don't you show me how beautiful you think I am? Then I'll attach my Amazon wish list. Yeah. And then I kept on doing it. One 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 guy here or there might like send me like maybe 10 pounds on PayPal. Mm-hmm. This is before I learned that you shouldn't even use PayPal yeah. because they will block oh your gosh. PayPal expeditiously. I'm banned. I'm banned from PayPal. <gasps> that means you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> banned. Like whenever if I you ain't banned on PayPal, banned. are you a real dog? <laughs> banned. Oh my gosh. We'll get into that. But like... <laughs> Back then, before I knew, before I stopped doing that, they would send me like maybe £10 on PayPal, £20 here or there. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then one guy, he bought everything on my Amazon wish list. And this was when I first moved into my flat. So I mm-hmm. bought pots and pans, all the essentials. Because yeah. I was like, if someone's going to send me stuff on my wish list, let me be, pre- be prepared and put things I'm actually going to need. Mm-hmm. And when he bought all of it, I was like, oh. and then he would like attach these little, uh, you know how you could add like a n- no, message. Yeah. And he'd be like, for oh my goddess. I'm like, oh my <laughs> Good. Oh, you should have never let me discover this. Oh my gosh, the best thing. I'm telling you. And then this guy doesn't know where I live. He's mm-hmm. never asked for my number. Yeah. He did. He probably. He, I think he was even the one that ghosted me, which is quite interesting. Like men ghost. can send you big amounts of money and still ghost you, yeah. and I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. I love that. That's fine. Please. I'd rather it. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> because it's ironic. The impression people have is that a man who sends you money is going to stalk you and track you down and mm-hmm. murder you. It's mm-hmm. like, actually, you'll be surprised. It's actually broke men who you should be worried about. Yeah. They're the ones who, one, they have nothing to lose. Two, the little they give you is everything to them. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they're going to track you down. But exactly. if you're messing with men who've got money and if this is their kink, it's not just you they're sending to. Do you think they've got time to no. be tracking down 20 women no. from across they have different a lot states? To lose too. A lot of them have a lot to lose. Broke men don't have that. Like, broke <laughs> men think we want them for what they don't have. Like, what? <laughs> I don't want your little $10 paycheck. And Findom is not a broke man's game. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a luxury. Let's reiterate that again. Findom is not for broke men. Because there are broke men that will think it's for them and embarrass themselves. So just don't. And just don't. They are the ones who I think women envision when we're discussing mm-hmm. Findom. Because Findom means financial domination. Yeah. Femdom means just like female domination. Yeah. Like women being in power. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women, when they're worried and scared about this or confused, they're thinking of the broke men that they know and they see how hard money is to come into those men's hands. So Mm -hmm. they're imagining the idea of that man saving his little change and giving all to women. We don't want your little change. But they also, you know, some of these women too, they, they operate from a place of just lack, like lack of how they feel about themselves, like lack of if they think they like deserve it because there's a lot of women that think like oh, I don't deserve just random amounts of money so that's not something I'm going to get like you know there's even some women in the past that I've mentored and you know the way they speak about themselves I'm just like girl no like you deserve everything what do you, you hear want. in common about women speaking low about themselves so like the one thing I hear in common a lot is um a lot of women are afraid to speak up for themselves they're afraid to ask um even when I was a sugar baby when I was younger, mm-hmm. and um, I had this sugar baby group. I wasn't mentoring about it. It was just a group for just us to come together, black women, as sugar babies. And, you know, I'd be in there mad confident. And I'm always the youngest one in the group. So I'm always the 22-year-old, the 23-year-old, spitting the most facts and dreams <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, I'd be in there like, yeah, I, I asked, I set these uh, boundaries and terms for the sugar relationship. And then the women would be in the comments like, how do you do that? Like, what happens if they say no? 
you move on to the next one. I mean, yeah. I don't, I'm not sitting here going to beg anyone. So it's just like, they're like, how do you ask that? I'm like, I don't know about the rest of you. I'm very blunt. I just say it. Like You say it like it's I don't beat happen. around the bush either. Like, I don't sit there and twiddle my thumbs like, um, can you maybe send me? I'm like, so this is what I need. <laughs> and this is what, you know, I By want By Wednesday. You. You're right, if you want my time. So a lot of the women, the, the comments is that they don't know how to speak up for themselves or ask or... um. They, like, lose confidence in the presence of rich men. And I tell people, they are still They're men. They're normal people. I'm like, just like you go to the club and, and talk to the regular dusty men that be in your ear trying to buy you a drink <laughs> and you can be all cute with them. and I don't, You can do that with the rich men. It does mm-hmm. not change. Men are men. I tell people that all the time. So when I go to these places where it's like, you know, the expensive lounges and bars and restaurants, I'm not walking in like, oh, they have so much money. Who am I? I'm walking in like, all right, y'all have money? Who's giving it first? (laughs) Period. Like, I'm the prize. You are not the prize. It's me. So it's just, I try to get more women to understand that walk in somewhere like you are the prize because you are. Stuff will come to you. Because also, too, you have to be careful because men can sniff out insecurities. And they will manipulate you. Rich or broke. They will manipulate you. You have to walk in there like, this is me. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Right. Who's going to step up to the plate? Period. Like, I don't need you. You need me. And as a black woman, it's important that you think that way about as a dark-skinned black woman. Because look at the way the world treats black women. Especially when you're darker skinned. People expect you to accept rubbish. And for you as a black woman, mm-hmm. visibly dark skinned, to be having this outlook on yourself mm-hmm. and being audible and loud about it is radical. Yeah. And it yeah. matters. Yeah. And what you touched on was when you were discussing being a sugar baby mm-hmm. and being in a forum with women and they're like, oh, what if he says no? Do you know, this is something that I hear in common as well when mm-hmm. women are telling me things about oh I met this guy and he's got money and I just don't know how to ask and I'm scared he's gonna say no no isn't actually the worst thing to hear even Mm -hmm. in doming men sometimes you hear a sub be like not into that sorry okay bye like people are gonna say no it's important for people to have boundaries Mm -hmm. it's okay if a guy says no to something it's about what he's saying no to if him saying no is in response to something that's a non-negotiable for you then you're gonna have to remove yourself from there but if he says no to something and then maybe you find a way to flip it and ask for something else like it's about working around the no if Mm -hmm. you feel like you have to or accepting the no because part of being a woman who holds power in herself is practicing acceptance acceptance of self and acceptance of the situation in front of you and not taking it as a reflection of your worth Mm -hmm. if a guy says no to something that you want yeah another thing i find interesting as well with this is a lot of women they deep down do want to be treated well Mm -hmm. but they oftentimes talk themselves out of it by using words like but this is classism this i get this all the time <laughs> mistress molly <laughs> i get this all the time it's so annoying oh but isn't this ca- classism isn't this capitalism mm-hmm. it's classism because you're saying that you're only going to sleep with men who have money and it's capitalism because you like money it's like this is a very reductive <sighs> argument and the words are not correctly being used. I'm like, oh, please, if $5,000 dropped in your account right now, you'd be okay with it. Like, don't try to, <laughs> like, I just, I, I don't like when people, and the internet has brought out a lot of people like this. I don't like when people try to play, like, devil's advocate all the time with certain stuff. Like, stop trying to make everything just like a think piece. You get what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it is what it is. Like, even me telling people I'm a fendom, especially, mm-hmm. like, you know, vanilla women and... For those that don't know, when we say vanilla women, it's not just, like, white women. It's, like, women that aren't in the lifestyle or in, like, BDSM and stuff like that. But, like, even just telling them that the looks I get 
And it's so weird because I'm like, what kind of I, looks are they? They're like, oh, what are what are you really doing for that money? Like they can't believe it. That's just being sent to me. Like mm-hmm. it's like, what? That's not real. That's not true. Like, um, I have to work for my money. You know, type stuff like that. And it's just like, come on, like. And it's like with me, I'm like, if I wasn't in this lifestyle and a young lady came up to me and told me this is what she was into, I'd be like, yes, like, this is what we all should be like. This We should all be treated like this. So I just feel like a lot of vanilla women can't grasp it. Um, also, too, like a big part of being a dominatrix and being a femdom is, you know, really embracing your sexuality and your beauty and all that stuff. Um, and there's a lot of women that can't tap into that yet. And it's just like, I just want that to change, you know, across the board, you know, especially with black women, like. We deserve the utmost treatment, mm-hmm. you know. What do you enjoy the most about the power that comes from dominating men? I like the actual physical feeling I get. Like I start like, I feel like I like levitate. Hey! <laughs> I've never heard someone like put it that like way. My body, my body yeah. gets so warm, and I just feel like there's like a because it's orb. not a horny feeling. Yeah, no, it's not horny. Like I'm not, I'm not turned on. Because people think that we're like, oh my god. I'm yeah, sad. no, like my nipples aren't hard enough. No, like, I'm not, baby, like, no. But it's just like it's like an orb around <laughs> me. And it's just like I feel like I'm floating, and I just feel like it's <laughs> like I'm meant for this. Like I just sleep so well. <laughs> I just sleep so well. I'm just uh, yeah. and I'm very spiritual too. So like, mm-hmm. um, I'm like. Like, so, like, I'm a daughter of Oshun, and I do a lot of, like, different spiritual work and stuff like that. So, for me, it's just, like, this is what my ancestors wanted for me. I'm I'm doing what they wanted for me. So, it just feels, like, even better, you know? So, yes. yeah. yeah. Tell me about being a daughter of Oshun and how your spirituality merges with you engaging in fe- dominating men. Um, so, I found out I was a daughter of Oshun, when I say three years ago. Um, she was always coming to me in dreams. I was always seeing her in dreams. I was getting readings from people. And Oshun is a African goddess. Yeah, she's an African goddess. Um, she represents beauty. She represents um just taking care of women and um really having women tap into their femininity and stuff like that. And she would always come to me in dreams, and I would get readings from people I trusted, and they always say Oshun, Oshun. Um, I would walk in like spiritual stores to get my candles, and they would be like, uh, "Get the Oshun, like Oshun stuff." Like they would just know. And then so I I dedicated like an altar to her in my home, and ever since then, when I dedicated that altar, my life stuff just started coming in like abundantly, abundantly, abundantly. Um, and to me. I mean, I even have it. I have it tatted on me. Um, I don't know if people can yes. see it really small. I have it tatted on me, but for me, it's just like even I like I walk in the spirit of Oshun. So even if I have moments where I might, you know, because I'm human, I might feel nervous about something or anxious about something. I'm just like Oshun, and she just like comes to me, and she's just like, "Girl, you bad bitch. Like you don't gotta worry about any of this." So you know, I put like a lot of that together, like you know, two and two. Like when my subs are in session and they're kneeling to me, they are like worshiping me. And I'm just like, and in effect, they're worshiping yeah. Oshun. Yes, that's like it all. So you're actually all, a spiritual evangelist. Exactly, <laughs> it all just comes <laughs> back together. So that spirituality is real. Like I, I want, I want more of our sisters to really tap in into the spirituality. I know it's not for everybody, but I want to say it's opened so much, many doors for me. And um, I mean, I've always been a confident person, like even Amen. since I was a child. But like, it really took it up another level. And even just how I operate with men is is just differently, you know. So yeah. Why is it important for you to center reparations in your work as a dominatrix? Because I saw you have a wooden paddle that oh, yeah. says reparations <laughs> on it, which I think a sub made for you or gift someone gifted. Yeah, it someone to gifted. You. So that was my first paddle ever. Ah, I wish you had it with you, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm probably oh gonna gosh, see it tomorrow. I wish you, yes, yes. <laughs> 
why didn't I bring it? Okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> but I think that's so iconic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, why is it important for you to center reparations in your work as a dominatrix? So I'm very pro-black. Um, so my dad was, my dad, and this is probably going to be me showing his age. My dad was a part, he helped with the Black Panther Party with the free lunch program um, when he lived in Jersey. Yeah, sorry, dad, you're old. Shout um. out to dad. <laughs> dad, you raised the legend. Um, so like, so just growing up, um, like in high school, um, my dad had a Malcolm X shirt from when he was younger and I would wear that to school. Like, and I, mind you, I'm from a country town, I'm from North Carolina. So I went to like a white country, Southern school, very like extremely country. Mm-hmm. And I was just very rebellious. Like I remember one day I just got tired because like in um, United States, we stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance. And one day I just like, I was like in 11th grade and I was over it and I was sitting down and the teacher was like, what are you doing? I was like, I just don't think that I was like, basically I told him this is bullshit without saying this is bullshit. <laughs> and I remember he like sent me to like in school suspension and I called my mom. My mom was like, you're coming home. Like, I'm coming to get you. Like, you're not going to sit in there for that. And then, like, even, like, school projects. I did a whole school project in this white Southern school on Spike Lee movies. Like, I was just always just, like, educating people, even though I know they didn't really care. I was educating them. So, like, being pro-black has been throughout my life a lot. It's how I form my spaces. Um, Mind you, I teach my classes to everybody, but I have specific spaces for black women. It's how I form my spaces. It's just how I move in life. Um... It's just what I prefer to do. So it only made sense to consider these things reparations because it is reparations. And I feel like um, black Americans, we're still fighting for that. I mean, it's I don't know if we're ever going to see. I don't know if I'm going to see it in my lifetime, but we're still fighting for that. So for me, I'm like, okay, well, the government's not trying to give it to us. So let me just like, right, let me just implement it in my work. And then the reason why it really stood out to me was because. There were subs that were already just saying that to me. They were like, can I send you reparations? Like the white subs were saying that. One sub was like, I'm embarrassed for my race. Can I send you money? <laughs> As you should One be. was like, white male fee. I was like, yes. I'm like, you guys are just do- I mean, just go ahead. Just why, why do I have to say it? You guys are doing it for me. So it just like, it just all fell, you know, into play. So, yeah. How does your dominance differ between interacting with white men subs and black men subs? Because for me... I don't know if this is similar for you, but like I reserve most of my wickedness for the white men because mm-hmm. it's to do with like, you know, power dynamics here. Black women have always been oppressed by white people. So mm-hmm. white men, you can always get it from me. But with black men, it's not that I go easy on them, but it's like I just don't have as much vim or sadism for black men. It's mainly white men I have the sadism for. Mm-hmm. Would you say you resonate with this at all? It's it's about the same. Like so for me with like white men, I don't mind calling them a loser or a bitch or like all this stuff to their face or whatever. But with black men, I'm more so like to play on their egos because a yeah. lot of them think they're like, Oh, she's gonna be hitting me up and this and that. I love to ignore them. Black a lot of my black men clients cannot take it. They cannot take being ignored. Um I like telling them like when they can talk to me, when they can do <laughs> like so I do that, but there's certain things with like black men I can't do. You like, know, like um, like reparation, like the I mean, bull, like the the can. bull whip. I can't bull whip a, a What's black bull man. Whip? That's the the long whip where you psh, like the like. <gasps> Why the can't? Slave you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like no. I can't. Like I will. Like I'll I'll paddle a black man or whatever. But like I I just too I can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. Um, and you know it's crazy. I saw a video one time online of a white dominatrix bull whipping a, a black man, and I was like, 
Report, girl, report, girl. I even feel <laughs> weird when I go to certain kink events because yeah. you know some kink events you go to, especially in the UK, they have these things called like house slaves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and the men will wear aprons that say house slave, but it feels weird when the black sub yeah. is wearing something that says house slave. Yeah. It's like I I get it, but I don't like it. Yeah, like, it, that word connotates differently on yeah. a black man. Yeah, and that's why I feel really uncomfortable sometimes when I'm at kink events. Obviously, I'm not saying that any time a white woman has a black male sub that it's automatically um unethical yeah but sometimes i do feel that there's a shaky line when i see a black man um subbing for a white woman i'm like hmm yeah especially when you go to kink events right and there's only like a i mean in the uk anyway oftentimes it's not many black men you see at some of these kink events and when you do see them interacting with women, most of the time it's with white women. Yeah. And I do wonder about that sometimes. I'm like, hmm. In my head when I see it, I'm like, you know, I hope he's being cared for. Yeah. I hope like she's listening to all his his hard limits and all his safe words. Like I'm just like, oh, I hope that's like a dynamic that he truly yeah, wants. Because at the end of the day, you know, people consent to what they consent to, especially as adults. It's it's not my place to tell him like, hey, you shouldn't be like, you know, but some certain things I'm like, Mm-mm, I'm not not here for it. Like at all, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> what's interesting as two black doms is oftentimes being a dominatrix, mm-hmm. people will assume that you are into the most violent and penetrative yeah. and yeah. out there things. For me, there are a lot of things that, I mean, I'd consider myself a baby dom just because there's a lot of things I haven't tried. I've not been in enough spaces mm-hmm. or enough dungeons to try out things I want to try out. But I'm still new to butt stuff. Like I'm I'm mm-hmm. not I'm I'm actually not even there yet. Like I've not I'm still like unsure about that region, mm-hmm. both for myself and for other people. I'm sometimes I watch when we were talking about this uh moments ago mm-hmm. off air, where you know you're at a kink event or you're in a dungeon with another dom and the man has specifically requested to be to be get beaten up mm-hmm. and you're just like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like I sometimes yeah. experience that and I'm yeah. like oh thank god I'm still human because yeah. you know sometimes yeah. you do have human moments where yeah. you're like that's a bit too far for yeah. me and it's, so, it's important to have your limits exactly. I don't think it's safe for both a dom and a sub to both be like I have no limits yeah. well, that's normally a red flag when especially a sub is like oh. I have no limits when a sub tells me they have no limits no, I, don't, I... I don't take them on because my thing is you have limits <laughs> you will not die in my but arms but I'm saying we're, we're human <laughs> we have some type of limit whether it's physical mental or emotional you know so I mean, just like you said, it is important to have limits, especially as a dom, because even newer doms that I like, you know, that I train or that come uh, mentor under me, um, they come in right away just being like, I don't want to be offended, but I'm not doing this. And I'm just like, sis, nobody told you you had to do that. <laughs> what are like, the things they usually say they're not doing? They're like, um, so a lot of them don't want to meet up with the men in person, which is understandable. That's complete fendom. And then you have um, the ones that, that are just like, um, I don't want anyone to touch me. Um, you know, valid ones. Like, there's never any ones where I'm like, well, sorry, you can't, like, no, <laughs> no. But it's just, like, it's it's what they think it is versus what it really is. Like, they think, like, all of us peg or all of us, um, like, whip and, and do mm-hmm. impact play. And they think all of us do toilet training, which is a very hard limit for What's me. What's toilet training? That's when you, like, pee and shit on them. Like, I'm sorry. Like That's a, like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm, like, still figuring out where I would draw the line with, mm-hmm. like, weeing on or in someone's mouth. like I'm not sure I'm just yeah. I'm, the curiosity yeah. hasn't arrived in my life like yet. some things too like you have to like 
try. Like, for yeah. instance, like, I never thought I would be into fire play. What's fire play? So fire play is when you have, like, the wands, you soak them in alcohol, and you, like, rub the fire and stuff. It really feels like a great massage. So, <gasps> like when people are performing, yes, cabaret. yes. So, Come I on, performer. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't think I would like fire play until um, I was throwing a kink party because I throw a lot of um, so I throw a lot of kink parties in all around the United States for just black people and the shit I get from that. Why can't white people like shut the fuck up? No one wants <gasps> to see you and your pasty dick in there. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> period. But um, so I was at a kink party and there was a guy that I had come and do the uh, fire play. So I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to get on the table and I'm going to feel what this feels like because it's also good to feel what your subs are feeling. So I always tell people, you can't administer something that you don't like, at least try to see what it feels like. And it felt so good, like a massage. Wow. Yeah. It didn't so, burn at all. No. So there's two subs in New York um, that their service, they're really like, they're older. They're like in their 60s and 70s. But their service back to the community is to teach Dom's free classes. <gasps> on so, fire. On fire, on needle play, like on so many different things, um, caning, like all that stuff. So I had to take a three-part class because fire play, you have to take it in three parts. And I pretty much like passed and everything. Period. So I could do it. But I, like in the beginning of my journey, I was like, no, like I don't, I don't want to do that. But I love it. Here you are. Yeah, so some stuff like you have to try. Like I never thought I would do pegging either. And <gasps> I love it. How love did you peg. get into pegging? And can you explain what pegging is for those who aren't familiar? <sighs> so pegging, just to make it very simple, is when the dominatrix puts a strap on on. I like to go with big black strap on. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Stick it to your wrist. Yes. And um, you penetrate the man anally. Um, so like pegging, some people call it strap on play or whatever. And I started liking it after I started seeing like videos of it. And then I, at a kink party, someone was doing it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe I can, like, try that. Um, so I tried it. And it was it was fun. But, like, you, like, with pegging, it could go either or. Because, like, if the guy is not cleaned out, that's this just not. what I'm not, scared of. Yeah, like. This is what I'm scared but that's why, that's my very strict protocol for my subs is, like, you have to be, like, do not eat the day of my session. Like, clean yourself out. Like, all that stuff. Um but people have to realize too, like this BDSM stuff can get messy. Like that's that's the one thing I had to prep myself for because I'm very ick about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like I don't even like certain like feelings touching me. Yeah, and I'm like yeah. certain like if something's wet, like <laughs> So like with that, like I at first I was like <laughs> But then I was like, okay, this isn't that bad or whatever. Yeah. And you know you wear gloves and do all the like mm-hmm. protocol and stuff, but sometimes you have to try stuff and you might like it. And then pegging, like, you know, you can charge so high for that. So it's like it's fine. What's your favorite? kink to administer public humiliation Ooh, tell us about public humiliation because oh that's how i discovered you actually. oh my god public humiliation that so many people picture of you so many people hate me for public humiliation but i hate it. you i love it why do so, they hate you so like with public humiliation it's kind of like it's like on the up and down because it's like okay depending on where you're doing it like you have to worry about like the people in the background of course you don't want to make you want to make sure there's no children or anything there present and then you know some people that aren't into BDSM they're like keep it in the bedroom you know stuff like that um but public humiliation to me like me doing it really help like secure my confidence as a dom because if you can do something like that publicly you can pretty much just do, do anything. anything there's nothing I'm afraid of but also too when I'm doing public humiliation I'm not thinking about other people it's just me and the sub in the scene. Like How would you very describe so. what public humiliation is? So public humiliation is when you take a sub out publicly. Like this could be like um, a park. It could be like uh, going shopping or something like that. You might have them on a collar and a leash or you might have them kissing your feet in a public place and worshiping you in a public place. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a rude. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 
so and you have so many men that will like hit you up for that and they want to be recorded and stuff like that so like yeah public humiliation is is great so i love public humiliation and i love foot worship because to me foot worship is the most like simple you don't have to do mm-hmm. a lot you can just sit and relax I'll be texting on Twitter or whatever, oh, just getting my feet rubbed yes, or whatever. So, uh, yeah. 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 I love foot worship as well. Like when I go to kink events, for example, and men come up to me, you know, the usual goddess, can I worship your feet? I always make them be a foot rest first. Yeah. See if they're a good <laughs> foot rest. Mm-hmm. And then if they've been a good foot rest, because sometimes it's just like, I don't even know what determines a good foot rest. It's just like yeah. if they just stayed on their all fours for long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they. Make sure to concentrate on looking down. I don't, yeah. no, don't, I don't, don't like the ones that are like, look at me. Come on, will you look down? Like focus. <laughs> like focus. <laughs> are, you, are you all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if they maintain their focus, they stay on all fours. Um, then I'll be like, okay, you're allowed to kiss my feet. But I make them, because I usually like to wear my pleasers to these yeah. events. I make mm-hmm. them kiss my pleasers first. And then, you know, at some point they'll seek permission to then kiss my feet. So it's like putting the layers of the experience as a framework. Because mm-hmm. what's interesting about dominating men is that the usual everyday things about yourself that you barely even notice are all desirable things to men who are super there Mm -hmm. are men who are into just like collarbones there are men who i mean feet is a more obvious one yeah hands armpits armpits armpit worship is a thing it is a thing It is a thing. They want to sniff. Like, they want to taste the sweat. Yes. And I'm like, this is why it's so easy to take your money because it's so many things. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, come on. And that's what really changed and transformed the way I view men. Once I got into femdom, I was like, wait a minute. You mean mm-hmm. to tell me that there are men who will literally beg me and wait on their knees facing the wall mm-hmm. just so that they can get the validation of me interacting with them yeah and here i am collecting insult from men in the street and because the irony is that the Gosh. same men in the street are the same men who are in these events like mm-hmm. they walk among us because yeah. a lot of women are of the belief that men who are interested in kink are just this specific subgroup no. who only exist in isolation and are in the same Mm-mm. binary lifestyle. They're only either millionaires and bosses at work or they're sad, lonely, greasy men in their mom's basement. Mm-mm. Actually, there's a middle ground where there it are is. attractive yeah. men. Yeah. You know, they have good careers going for themselves mm-hmm. and they just know what they like yeah. and they're kind and they're polite and they won't kill you. Exactly. You should be scared of the broke men that you lot are uh, laying with. Yes. The ones <laughs> don't worry about us. Those are the ones. (laughs) Those are the ones. And you know, I posted that the other day in my story. I was like, stop sleeping with broke men. Like, stop. Oh, God, your notifications. I'm, oh, oh, please. (laughs) But what if you love him? Oh, I. Okay. Can we just talk about Because you know what? I think this, I'm glad you mentioned, what if I love him? Because people think that dominatrixes are devoid of being able to feel love Mm -hmm. or we don't know love. Well, actually, like, when a man is devoted to you, like, he's giving you his money, he's giving you his time, he's giving you his resources, he's Mm -hmm. putting effort, he's putting in extracurricular activity, he's going out of his way to think about tasks he can do for you. Mm -hmm. That to me is love. Yeah. Like, it's possible to have multiple men in love with you. Yeah. But women are like, no, it's only love when money isn't involved because it's a true feeling. It's like, okay, but feelings yeah. make people do things. Yeah. When a man is in love with you, he'll take care of you. I'm yes. sorry, I refuse to hear anything else. Yeah. yeah. You can't be telling me that that man is watching you pay your own bills and he has the means to help you. And he's I not literally you. said, I said, stop. <laughs> I said, stop sleeping with broke men. I God, said, they're not going to like that. I said, you could have the, you could give the best head, ride with Megan the Stallion knees and you woke up the next day and your utility bill still isn't paid. And he going to be giving that money to the woman who's not riding him at all. Who's being mean to him? Ask me how I know. 
Exactly. Oh my God. Exactly. I'm like, stop. It's a stop. draining conversation yeah. because I yeah. feel like that's one thing that really does delay our liberation as women, especially black women. We are still in the traffic of what about love? I think we need to redefine what love means because if we are saying what about love, that implies that the lifestyle we're living isn't love. Yeah. Because first of all, to love yourself means to demand this kind of treatment. Mm hmm. And for a man to love you means he feels very much okay with treating you the way that you demand to be treated. Yeah. And actually, if it's sincere on both ends, you won't have to ask him for it. Like yeah. He'll be the one that will exactly. be suggesting It'll things. be effortless. He'll yeah. be offering how much do you need? How many times have you people heard a man say, how much do you need? Because the reality is, if you're laying with broke men, you're not going to hear how much do you need. No. So that's why a lot of these women, they think it's really unrealistic and intangible for them to live like us. Like, I believe that we're both very beautiful black women. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, we look like a lot of black women. Exactly. We're not, because people think that to be a powerful woman, you have to look like those, you know, there's like almost algorithm AI looking women yeah. who are just like oh unrealistically. And they're pushing them so much. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you don't have to do, you, you can actually be, a, I've actually seen very normal looking women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the way that they are being taken care of by multiple men. And that's why I love BDSM too. That's another thing I get from a lot of women that want to like learn from me or whatever. It's, well, I'm plus size. Well, I'm this. Even well, I'm better. If you're and I'm plus like, size. yo, I'm like, BDSM is the most inclusive community in sex work. Because, I mean, look at other forms of sex work. Stripping, you know how it is in the mm -hmm, club. Mm -hmm. They taking on a certain body type. Mm -hmm. Like, even, you know, if you're doing like, um, like sometimes in porn, like there's certain categories, but the categories that get watched the most are, you know, you know what it is. Yes. So it's like, but in BDSM, it's so inclusive. Like everyone has a place here. There's no ageism because there's doms that are up there in I've age. There are disabled doms. Bank. Yes, disabled doms. Like size doesn't matter. Background doesn't matter. Like it's very inclusive, and that's what I try to tell people. Like this is the community that where you're gonna, you'll be fine. You'll be no one will look twice. People will actually request you because mm -hmm. of certain like attributes of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And you have to just start where you are. I think a lot of women when they desire the idea of being a dom they think they have to run out and buy it. like i still don't own actual latex yet oh like i'm gosh. not there yet girl they think you but they think you have to own the 300 pounds latex dress you sound and, like me girl these girls they're, they're just like i'm like they'll come to me and be like oh well you know i haven't made any money yet and i'm just like okay well you know let me see your twitter go to their twitter nothing there i'm like oh well you haven't done anything well you know i'm waiting to buy like a, a camera and like the clothes i'm like girl i record everything on here on an iphone on an iphone <laughs> with a 15 dollar ring light from amazon and like i'll even buy like last minute latex from amazon places like that. i'm like these men don't care how much you spent on the outfit they're just looking at the outfit oh they just like the sound of your voice yes some, yes. some there are doms who don't even use their face yes. it's just their voice mm -hmm. just that's what is so exciting about this and that's why i'm so drawn to it because yeah. you can just start where you are even in this conversation we're having about some starter doms thinking mm -hmm. they need to go to the end of the journey to yeah. start the journey. Yeah. It's like, when you start with what you have, mm -hmm. that's where you learn your dominance. Like, I'm still, I will still always call myself, for now anyway, a baby dom. because, mm -hmm. And I'm okay with that because yeah. Yeah. I know that it's in stages and learning your power comes in stages. Exactly. And there's a saying, the day you plant the seed is not the day you eat the mm -hmm. fruit. And I think for any woman who wants to get into doming 
that's a really important message to keep in yeah. mind because I, Mistress Marley, I get constant DMs yeah. from women. And that's why I was like, I need to have you on this podcast because it's not going to be me that's going to have you. I'm tired. I'm hard enough. <laughs> Every time, I, the ones I get, yeah, and I'm like, this is why I'm not going to be the one that's going to like facilitate leading women into doming. Mm-hmm. Is because a lot of women, they say things to me like, oh, I just got out of an abusive relationship and I'm really curious about doming. How do I get into it? It's like, no. Yeah, I can't. That's mm-mm. not a good place to start, yeah, babe. Yeah. It's important to take that experience and let it inform the way you're going to change how you see yourself. Because yeah. at some point in a woman's life, unfortunately, she will experience some sort of misogyny, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's abuse or anything on that scale. Mm-hmm. That's necessary to inform the way that you are going to protect yourself and stand firm in your boundaries. But I don't think going into any kind of BDSM should be a reflex response to being abused because Mm -hmm. it's just not the right mindset to have. It can trigger you too. It can trigger you. Oh my God. Especially when the abuse you escaped might be physical abuse or it might just be like a man having dominion over your space. There are some women who... I know for sure they're going to easily get tricked by yeah. those fake subs who we've all come across a fake sub. Yeah. They're the ones who be trying to tell you how to run the I'm like, you're talking way too much. Oh, they'll, be like, man. they'll be like, Well, this goddess only charges this. So go, go back there. To her. I mean, why you come over here? Oh my I hate that. Oh my god. When I yeah. was like much earlier on in my mm-hmm. journey, I used to not fall for it, but like I used to spend way too long in conversations with subs where they would come to me and but I want a sub for you, and I'd be like, Okay, well, Here's my style. Here's how I do things. They were like, okay, but I like this. I don't like that. I'm like, yeah. You're talking way too much. Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. 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 And I try to, I try to be transparent to women that want to enter this industry too about that. Like, first of all, you're going to deal with time wasters. Not everyone is going to drop that money on you. Some people are going to talk your head off. Um, And this is, a lot of people don't realize like it's sex work and it's work. Like it's work. Like, yes, I'm at the point now where men are sending money or whatever for me living and breathing. But also I still do clips. I still do content. I still go to conventions. I still go to events. I still network. Like it doesn't stop because mm-hmm. I made a certain amount of money. So um, just going back to your point of like, you know, there's women that something happened to them tragic and they want to try to come into this industry. Like, you know, I'll have women. I'll say, oh, I just lost my job. I have $10 in my account. Like, um, I want to take your class. And I'll tell them straight up, you're not going to make all this money in one day maybe not even a week a month two months three months like it takes consistent work and i always say don't enter this industry when you're like that because it'll, it'll hurt you even more if you don't get what you need you know and subs can see that too like there's some subs that are manipulative if they see that you really need the money they're gonna like try to lowball you you're gonna end up doing a crazy session for like 50 dollars and then be mentally drained because some of this stuff is draining like there's times still where i leave session and i go home and i'm just like wiped out yeah like wiped out like i'm tired i don't want to talk to anyone like so it's a lot it's a lot in this industry there's good parts of it that i love but there's also parts too that are just like and i think it's so important that you call it what it is it is sex work because this is the thing a lot of women and i understand why Mm -hmm. but a lot of women want to distance themselves from sex work while wanting to be involved in it Mm -hmm. dominating men is a form of sex work because you are essentially using your sensuality and your sexuality to create an experience that they are going to pay you for. Mm -hmm. Whether that experience is you ignoring them, whether that experience is you being sexy in front of them, whether that experience is them kissing your feet, it's a sexual activity and they're paying you for it. Mm -hmm. But I think when people hear the word or phrase sex work, that's when they start to get a bit rigid, uptight shoulders and this whole idea of, well, I'm not a sex worker. It's like, well, why are we so scared of calling it what it is mm-hmm. why are we so scared of referring to ourselves as sex workers why do we think we're better than women who are sex workers mm-hmm. and i'm not even referring to us as the we but yeah. the women who 
oftentimes they're the ones in both of our notifications or comment section being like, well, I personally believe in real love and I just think that money just makes things fake and you mean to tell me that yeah. if you go on a date to a nice restaurant, it's going to be fake. It's like, well, that means you haven't been taken out, clearly. Yeah. All you do yeah. is walk outside of men. We know, we yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. Like, we know you're not used to being yeah. treated well just by the way that you have an impression of certain things and it's really irritating because the women who like to hold shame towards people like us who know how to use our power are oftentimes the same women who hate sex workers, but they're never going to go out and say they hate sex workers. Yeah. But it's like, if you call a woman classist or capitalist for liking men who have money and you demonize that woman for liking money, then that tells me then that you don't like sex workers. Yeah. And we're going to have a problem if you don't like sex workers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's tricky though. It's tricky because like for me, I want to go more further into doming. Mm -hmm. But then what's conflicting for me is with my career as a public figure mm -hmm. and then me on the flip side being on, for example, like a clip site or me making a new Twitter account where mm -hmm. I'm just being a dom. Mm -hmm. The conflict is that I won't be able to have as much control over my narrative because mm. it could be that someone will go to a clip site, take one of my clips where I'm making like a humiliation video, but you're a little piece of shit, you know that. Yeah. And like, they will just take that out of context and then that will become like a spin-off sort of thing where I now have to be chasing ducks, yeah. uh, correcting this headline and having to, you know? And yeah. that's what makes it really hard because yeah. I do want to go further into doming. If I wasn't a public figure, I know that I'd be a dom 100%. Yeah. And it's annoying because that's where the stigma can interfere. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how you perceive that or if you have any thoughts on that, especially for women who might be in a similar position who want to be doms or maybe their line of work or something will yeah. conflict that. So it was different for me. I became a public figure through being a dom. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was always one of those, like, back in the day, I was always one of those fashion Tumblr girls, which, confession. <laughs> so, the first experience or whatever I saw of you was Tumblr. No way! But this was back in the day. Like, this was, like, and I was in high school. <gasps> was it when I had the afro? I don't know. I, I just know I was in high school. Oh. And I remember just seeing pictures of you, and I was just always, like, what, what was it called back then on Tumblr? What was it? Rep black? Reposting or something? I would just repost you on my page. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my and God. I was just always like, oh, this girl is just so like amazing or whatever. And I was like, oh, she probably has so many fans and so busy. Like, I'm never going to reach out to her. She probably talks to so many people because like the posts would have thousands and thousands of thousands yeah. of notes like back then, yeah. which were similar to likes. Yeah. So when we started following each other and I was like, oh, my God. And then you were like, oh, my God. I was like, no way. I was like, no way. <laughs> um, so like, you know, I was always like doing stuff like that. But I became a public figure through being um, a dom. And even still, I have to control my narrative because... Um, when I took the sub to my homecoming and walked him on a leash. That's how I discovered you, girl. Oh that was gosh. iconic. That's how Can I you just explain that scenario? <laughs> oh my gosh. So, like, so, um, down south at our, wait, we have homecomings at our schools. Um, so, like, we go back once a year. Um, even if you graduate, you go back as alumni or whatever. And it's my school. I went to an all-black college. So, I went to North Carolina Central University. And very black, Maybe four white people on campus in total. They're probably like <laughs> administrators or something, but very black. So I was going to homecoming anyway. And I remember I was just, I got on Fat Life, which Fat Life is like a kinky website where all this stuff, you can figure out all this stuff. It's like a Facebook. Yeah, kink. kinky Facebook. Yeah. So I got on Fat Life and I put in, like, I made an ad, like, coming to homecoming, want a sub to serve me. But I never was specific of the type of servitude. Like, this was like 2019. So I was still, like, you know, babying. And 
um, a sub reached out. He was like, I would love if you walked me on your leash at homecoming. <laughs> so in my Aquarius mind, a regular person's mind would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. In my Aquarius mind, I was like, yeah. I'm like, ooh. Because mind you, I was a person that in college that felt like I was so different from everybody else. Yeah. It was like, even sometimes in black spaces, if you're a Girl, certain you're way, an you could feel very different. <laughs> And I was just like, ooh, what if I came back with this? Like, they already thought I was weird in school. Like, yeah. imagine if I came back with this. Because, like, even in, in school, I was very, like, sexual energy. Like, I was going to classes in high heels and, like, <gasps> boobs and, like, skirts. Oh, like, my God. I was that person. It was to the point where even, like, my professor would be like, can you just color up some? Like, I was always that person. I had a septum ring. Like, Iconic. you look like a bull with that in your nose. Like, it was just, and I was just be like, yeah, I do. <laughs> so, I was like, of course I'm going to do this. Like, why not? And so, like, all my um, so all my friends from college that I went to with, so my closest friends that I consider my brothers, they're all gay men, um, gay black men. And they were like, yeah, we'll be your security. Like, they were down. They were like, we'll be your security. Make sure oh. no one bothers you, whatever. So I get I get to homecoming, and the sub is so pressed. Like, so we weren't supposed to be out there till like, 6 p.m. He's out there. He messaged me. He's, it's, like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon. He's like, I'm just out here waiting in my car. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh my god! He's excited. So we get out there, and as as soon as I get out there and I see him and meet him face to face, I immediately go into session mode. Like I'm not like I didn't think of anyone else or whatever. I'm collaring him, but the reason why people in the video see like the collar on his wrist because his neck was so fat, couldn't get around oh. his neck. And I'm like, you know what? This is not gonna ruin this moment for me. I'm putting it on his wrist. I'll yeah. drag him by his wrist. So I'm just walking him around. And he was on his knees. You should have like saw the boy. you should have saw the faces and everything or whatever. Like it was just it was so crazy, and. So we like we did the session and it ended and he went home and then rest of the night I just got drunk with my friends and we go back to our Airbnb and we pass out and go to sleep and I wake up the next morning and I'm like my Twitter's glitching and like lagging and I went from like 800 followers to 13k like overnight ooh, so ooh, yeah and like ooh. mad messages from women teach me teach me and I'm like I can't teach you a goddamn thing right now like I'm, I'm still a baby. yeah I'm a baby <laughs> but the I say this to go back to the narrative thing of the reason why I went viral is because. There was a girl that took a video of me doing it. I didn't know that she had At took the a, same yeah, video. Yeah, I didn't know she had took a video. And that's a video that people that saw. saw. Yeah. And she posted it and on Twitter she put this girl brought her sugar daddy to homecoming. Oh so that did so that video didn't really do anything. Like it was circling but didn't do anything. I when I retweeted it and said that's not my sugar daddy, that's a sub that pays me. Yes! That's what went viral. I said you have to control your narrative out here because mm -hmm. people would have ran with that. I'm like, mm -hmm. this is not my sugar daddy. Like I've had sugar daddies, yes, but this is not what this is. Mm -hmm. Um, so just going back to the conversation of like, you know, women that want to do this type of work, but like their their public jobs and stuff like that. I always tell people when you enter this work, please realize you're taking on a risk. No matter how safe you can be, because there's so many things you can put in place to be safe. Like there's tons of them. I teach about them all the time. But no matter how safe you can be, there's still a possibility of being exposed. And you could be exposed to family members, friends, mm -hmm. co-workers, whatever it is. And that could just really tear your world apart. So I always tell people, think about that risk before you enter in. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and I speak I speak from a place of privilege because my family is very open. Mine too. My yeah. family knows everything I do. I mean, my mom knows about Femdom Ball. She's ready to see my look tomorrow. Like yes, we call, we auntie. talk. My dad is just like my New York Times, he has it framed, like in the house. Like, oh. yeah, like they're very supportive, you know. So and that's how they were since I was a child. And I think that's why that confidence is there. Cause my parents, no matter what dream I had, they supported it. One time I wanted to be a photographer, I wanted to be a designer, I wanted to do this. They were always just buying me stuff to support it, or whatever. I would walk out the house in the high heels. Like, yes, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, whatever. They loved it. So I, but I know that's a place of privilege because a lot of sex workers or people coming into this industry don't have that. Mm -hmm. You know, they really have to be silent about it. It 
could it could be you know being found out they're a sex worker could be between having a home and being homeless or losing their access to that losing account. everything losing everything so you know it's just one of those things like you just have to know that that's a risk and you have to ask yourself how deep is this risk to me how much is this really worth it um and that's why i tell people to like the best thing when you're learning from anyone and i always tell people to like learn from other people don't just learn from me like you like when you're in college you don't learn from one professor mm-hmm. you go to multiple people mm-hmm. i'm like still learning from people i always tell myself the day i stop learning the day i'll probably get bored like i want to keep learning but i tell people like when you're going to learn from anyone just make sure they're transparent with you you know because there's girls that will join my Patreon and enter the group chat. And then right off the bat, they're just like, I'm ready for this, 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 this. this. And I'm just like, let me tell you, sis. It can and it will come. But it's not going to come when you think it is. Mm-hmm. You know? And you also have to break down certain walls of yourself to come into this industry. If anyone's going to do BDSM, you have to. There's some there's some element of judgment you have to take away from yourself. Because people judge you anyway. You're going to see stuff. Even if you're not into it. You're going to see certain stuff that you have to just be okay with. And I just I just want people to know the realities of this industry. It is not always cash and yeah, handbags and, and oh, putting your feet No, up. no, it's not, you know, so. That conversation yeah. really matters. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because yeah. what you're saying about controlling your narrative, girl, that's why it got to a point where I, it's not like I came out, but I just slowly started dropping it in that mm-hmm. I'm a dominatrix because what I didn't want is because sometimes right when you are overprotective about a piece of information regarding yourself mm-hmm. people become drawn to that information and that's how you're likely to get exposed mm-hmm. but you can't expose what's already in the light right yeah. so mm-hmm. to take my power back and obviously I'm in a position of privilege mm-hmm. where I have the financial power as a public figure and as someone who knows how to make money for myself mm-hmm. to not feel or to not be impacted materially by any stigma associated with me being a dom. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to start dropping little tidbits here and there that I'm a dom. You know, occasionally when I go to a kink event, I might days later post a picture of my feet on someone's face mm-hmm. and it's identifiable that it's my feet. Cause I've got very, very identifiable tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and slowly I started talking about it more and now that I'm a burlesque performer I go by goddess Gina which is the name I use as a dominatrix Mm -hmm. as well Gina's actually my middle name Georgina Mm -hmm. so it has now become a thing that I'm associated with like it's normal now yeah um the only thing is that what I'm still on the fence about is putting myself further into the dominatrix world because i know that the community isn't always as well i say community loosely yeah i barely call it a community if you're a black woman like oh my god i know there's gonna be people who are like who's the oh this public figure gal yeah this just famous gal thinks she can now just come into our space and be a dominatrix like yeah you know i know that it's going to be gate kept by the people who they've had to face the most stigma mm-hmm. and they carry a lot of chips on their shoulders yeah and you know, it's not my place to judge who's carrying how many chips on their shoulders yeah. because stigma feels different for everyone. Mm-hmm. But I do know that there is a level of gatekeeping that I will have to encounter, which is why I felt very apprehensive about throwing myself into that community, mm-hmm. which is why I only occasionally go to kink events like the femdom ball that me and you are both going to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like That's put on by a black woman, a yeah. black dominatrix. Mm-hmm. And 
I feel comfortable being in that space because yeah. it's going to be a black woman ever seeing it. Yeah. But yeah. I'm not as keen on throwing myself too heavily into the general sex worker discourse because I know someone's going to be like, who does she think she is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what makes it hard because yeah. you want to use your platform to advocate and you want to be able to. I, I mean, I still get that now. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I have, what like do a, you get? I have a haters club at this point. It's not, I don't even call it a fan club. It's a haters club. I mean, haters are still fans, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, I get a lot of. Because I came into the industry kind of just like, boom. Like, for me, like, I took off so fast. And it wasn't me trying to take off on purpose. It was just, I just got noticed by people. The universe just put stuff in place. Because when you're a daughter of Oshun, the universe moves Period. abundantly in your favor. Amen. Some of you need to tap in. <laughs> but, um, tap, tap, yeah, tap so it's like, you know, there were doms that, were older than me or that have been in the industry for a long time like even before the internet age because you know it wasn't always internet Mm -hmm. you had to like call a number and know somebody to hire dom and there's doms older than me that felt like i wasn't deserving of the the things i was being rewarded and um how high i was being held up and the media i was in and all that stuff and you know it kind of hurt because some of those doms were people that i had looked up to you know and they were black doms you know which made it even worse um so just having to deal with that and when you were saying like community and you use the word loosely i agree with you like it was to the point where i had to create community and that's what i'm doing all the time i'm creating community because this industry is very gatekept and something should be gatekept like i get it but like basic knowledge like why is why is safety being gatekept like why is like where to find subs being gatekept like why are events being gatekept you get what i'm saying like people have to learn from somewhere and me personally i didn't have classes to learn from um i had to pretty much learn on my own build that knowledge and then i said you know what i don't want another black woman that's gonna sign up for this or want to do this go through this alone so i created communities and these communities are very important because like it's not only just communities to learn but when you have sex worker friends you just feel Mm -hmm. like you can just talk about anything like there's people that come in the chat and we talk about like i have a whole section for mental health i have a whole section for events and resources like Sometimes we just talk about what we wearing today, what Girl, we had I see to you eat. You even do your accountability Zoom yes, as well. Yes, <laughs> like we just had accountability Zoom. Like we sat on Zoom and was like, so one girl was like, oh, I'm going to record it. I'm like, we're going to hold you accountable. We're going to check in next week. <laughs> like, so, you know, we do stuff like that. And to have that with black women is everything. But there's a lot of people that, you know, just don't believe in the power of community. And that's why you see, let me tell you guys something. There's a lot of cattiness on Fendom Twitter. Like it's a lot. I stay out of it. A lot of people are muted for me. <laughs> like, I just stay out of come Just, like, just get to your bag. Just be, like, a positive person. Like, we are in this alone. Like, we're already outcasted from society pretty much. Like, why are we fighting each other, you know? So that's another transparent moment that you might have to deal with some drama in this industry. But you have to think, too, like, we're doms. It's, all, it's ego-driven, a lot of it. So, you know. But that's why I love events like Femdom Ball because we truly go in there and we have fun with each other. We have a great time. Um, Even... When I went to my first Femdom Ball last year, I was a little nervous. I was like, is there going to be, like, Caddy Nance? Are people going to be, like... Yeah. But everyone was so <laughs> welcoming and just had such a good time and just meeting, like, other dominant women from all over the world. Like, you're going to love it tomorrow. Well, yeah, yeah please, tell, please tell us about the Femdom Ball because I'm, yeah. I'm about to go. I don't know what I'm going yeah. into. I'm a bit shy. So, um, you know, without giving away too much, um, it's, it's just a place where you really feel... What's the word I'm looking for? To me, it's the pinnacle of class. Oh. 
the way we dress with the gowns, the way the boys are on the wall, head down, <laughs> can't look at us unless we call them over, the champagne, like just seeing this, sh- like last year they had like um, like performances and stuff and like fashion Ooh. shows of leather and latex. Like it's really a place for us to be somewhere where we don't have to feel like we're putting on. Like we don't have to feel like, oh, I have to be whipping and doing all this stuff. Like I can just come very elegantly and sit there and sip my champagne and my tea and eat my snacks and just talk <laughs> to other women. You get what I'm saying? So like it's amazing. And what I love is that there are more black women attending now. Like this year alone, um, from what I see, like for the mistresses attending, is so many black women and it's so many of us that came from New York. Oh, just like people are flying in and yeah, for this. yeah. So it's like even when I I'm teaching the baby doms, I'm like, you guys have to experience this at least once. And it's just it's just a good time. We're very well taken care of. Um, it really teaches you like if you don't know much about like protocol, it really teaches you like protocol. Um. And that after party is a blast. It's a good time. I'm really looking forward. Yeah. And yes. I love seeing the looks. I just like being like, ooh, ooh. Like, I just, I love seeing the outfits. <laughs> yes. I love it. It's fun. I, this is what I mean. Like, being a baby dom myself and as someone that's still in my baby dom phase, I think what you're saying is really important. What you touched on earlier about if you want to go into femdom don't just learn from one person i think you need to really have a special interest you need to immerse yourself in the space from multiple directions yeah sometimes yes you are going to have to go to events on your own you're not going to have your friends coming with you because you might be the only one in your friend group who is into this you can't wait for your friends yeah friends can slow you down oh my god right like sometimes friends can carry judgment and if you're early into your passion for this that they can talk you out of it yep and yep. that comes from their own stigma and their yep. own fears and their own personal limitations. And for me, I'm okay with being the only one in my friend group who thinks like this because yeah. it serves me. And yeah. I don't need other people to agree with it for it to have benefit or purpose in my life. And exactly. That's something that's really important about doming as a woman. Like, It can be lonely, but not lonely as in bad lonely. Yeah. It's more just like you're the only one that's in this lifestyle yeah. in your immediate circle or in yeah. your immediate vicinity. And I think another thing is like learning how to... I think it's something you learn in sex work, really. Like even in stripping, like you can't be bragging to the other girls about what you made tonight. Mm-hmm. Like you, yeah. you're gonna, they're gonna ask, did you have a good night? Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. You know, yeah. I had an okay night. Yeah. Even if you may have had a really good night, yeah. you learn to keep that to yourself. Yeah. And similar with doming, especially fin dom, and what yeah. we were talking about earlier, the yeah. cattiness online. There was a discourse happening on Twitter where oh my gosh. the girlies were like uh, talking about people posting their cash sends. And we <laughs> just had this conversation last night. Oh my god! So it was like. <laughs> The, the the tweet that I saw, I don't know if we're talking about the same one, but it was like, one girl was like, if you don't post what you are getting sent, you're not making any money. That's the one you're lying. Yeah. So like, if I was to go online right now and say like, a sub sent me $200 and a sub did send me $200, but if I don't post a screenshot then of it, it doesn't exist. And to me, that's so stupid. It's just like, I always say this, let people do what the fuck they want to do. If I want to post my sin, let me do that. If I don't want to post it, let me do that. That doesn't mean anything. I'm like, this This discourse is so stupid. It's I'm like, tired. I'm like, look, I sometimes I'm going to be like, everybody, post your bank accounts. I'm tired of this. <laughs> what are we really making? Because, <laughs> like, it's it's just too much. And it, and it's it sometimes that can, like, push women away from wanting to do, like, this industry when they see the cattiness. Um, it's it's just a lot, you know? Like, I, I there's some girls that they just start out and they might get sent $10 or $20. And they're proud of that because that's something that they weren't used to. And you'll see doms. Ten dollars and twenty dollars. That's not. You're not a fin dom. That's not. I'm like, come on. Like, either way, it was money they didn't have before. It was ten dollars mm-hmm. I did not have you five seconds ago. Yourself, girl. And you don't know what that ten dollars could do for that person's life. 
you know, what that $20 did for them. Like, maybe they didn't know where lunch was coming from today, and they just got lunch. You get what I'm saying? So and it's, it's like, the start of your arc. Exactly. Like, even me, like, being so far in, I get the high, high sends, and I still get men that send $50. They don't get attention, but they send it. What am I, what am I going to send it back? Like, what? I'm not sending it back. Like, <laughs> it's a tribute. That's what I'm saying. What I'm supposed to be like, sending this back. No. So, yeah. So, speaking of sends and receiving money, because mm-hmm. I like using Wish Tender. I think Wish Tender is probably Wish one of the most, the most popular one now. Sex worker friendly platforms. Yeah. It's fairly new, too. It's new. Oh, I'm, I hope that they don't. You know, so, <laughs> I mean, so far, so good. The good thing is, it's ran by a sex worker. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. And the one thing I love about Wish Tinder versus other websites, Wish Tinder protects us against chargebacks. Good. So, like, say if a sub sent me $1,000 and then he tried to be a piece of shit and, like, like uh, Lie that his disputed got, or whatever, yeah. they, they protect against And they don't take money from you. They cover it. Good. They're like, whatever happens, we'll cover it. And good. then they ban that person. They ban their IP and all. Like, you can never use it again. Um, so I like that, and then I like that the different ways they can send you money, like the things you can name things for, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they even do like money giveaways to like doms and fin doms oh and stuff, God. like raffles or whatever. So Wish Tender is great. Um, I'm still very like the Cash App girl because I'm gonna use hey. if it's if it's not broke, you know, I'm gonna keep using it yeah, yeah, until yeah. I can't no more. PayPal <laughs> was like, girl, you're gone. No. Like beginning Stay of my away journey. From yeah. Um, Google Pay is good too. Oh, um, because with Google Pay, you can just associate it with a Gmail. Like you can just make a oh, Gmail account and just link your bank account. Yeah, to it. Oh. yeah. So Google Pay is good. Um, I wouldn't really say Zelle, like Zelle and mm, like in states. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zelle, I you know, because you have to give out certain information with that. Mm-hmm. But there's so many ways to get money, you know. But Wish Tinder, I will say, like if you want to be able to get that money internationally, because not a lot of apps are good international. So like a lot of my UK subs, they'll do Wish Tinder at a sub in Korea, like he sent whatever, which Come is on, very you have interesting. A sub in Korea, girl. That was when I was like, oh okay, like my reach is like out there, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So like Wish Tinder is good for that. So I recommend everybody to yes, use Wish Tinder. Yes, Wish Tinder yeah. is important because sometimes. Some women will like send me a screenshot of an interaction they had with a guy on a dating app, and mm-hmm. the guy wants to send their money, and then they go and send their bank account. I'm like, oh my god, god, don't do that! Like, yeah, no. You just if you want to be a dom, you need to really start to. This is why I keep saying immerse yourself in the space from multiple directions. Look at what other doms are doing. Look at how they're receiving money. Look at what they're saying in response to men who give them money. You know, we don't say thank you. We might say good boy, or we might just not even say anything. You know, yeah. like you learn. I tell how people to... always, you know, always move with your guard up in this industry like if it's too good to be true it's too good to be true like if a sub like if someone's coming in your inbox never had an interaction with you and they're like i want to send six thousand dollars like really look into that because scams are high right yeah now. it's the ones that are like go oh. buy this gift card and yeah, then yeah, i'm yeah, like yeah. why do i have to buy well, something to get money or the ones that are like i want to be your sugar daddy message me it's <laughs> like girl or they'll send you like a weird link you have to go out you know what i do i send them so app. like i get like unsolicited dick pics from men all the time oh, so then i'll send the sugar daddy people the dick pics and it'll be oh. so like i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you want to send me money here's a dick pic like <laughs> yeah that's sometimes that's how you have to because they're scammers i always tell people like just just look into everything like if you have to spend money to make money that obviously doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. like if I always say if they're overusing the word baby, like I want you to be my baby. Send me pictures, baby. Like, come on. Just First of all, say that out I'm loud. Baby. To yourself. Right. Say that out loud. So like, I don't know. Like the bank account thing too. Like sometimes you just have to have common sense to like if it's if you think it's a scam, more than likely it's a scam. Mm-hmm. You know. So And yeah. I think another thing is like not being in a hurry 
to mm-hmm. have this lifestyle because I know that a lot of women they see the highlights of this lifestyle and they want it overnight, right? Mm-hmm. But that's what makes it dangerous when you're in a hurry and when you're desperate. Desperation is yeah. another thing. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes women aren't even desperate for money. They're desperate for the validation. Yeah. And that's why, again, I am not keen on encouraging or glamorizing mm-hmm. being a dom mm-hmm. to women who look up to me and want to do everything I'm doing. Because, yeah. first of all, to control someone else, you need to have self-control. Yeah. A lot of these women can't control their emotions and it's really, it gives me the ick. It's really, in the UK, we have this phrase called the ick and mm-hmm. the ick is when something puts you off. Yeah. I get a huge ick right, when a woman is just having an emotional outburst over a guy and I'm like, girl, you need to control your emotions. Yeah. Like, your feelings are valid. There's a place for that for feeling. Yeah. Because yeah. if you want to be a dom, you can't be out here being like, <laughs> like yeah. you can't be flustered. Yeah. Yeah. You can't be out here crying in front of your sub. You yeah. can't be out here arguing back and forth with your sub. You need to learn how to exactly. put your foot down. Exactly. And these are transferable skills that will matter in your offline vanilla life, baby girl. Oh my gosh. So glad you touched base on that. <sighs> because I, I tell people too, like, me, when I became a dominatrix, it helped me navigate so many other areas in my life. Mm-hmm. Like with vanilla people, especially with vanilla, like even with men. Like Girl, now, it gets easier. When I, go, when I go to the bar, when I go out and stuff and men oh. are in my ear trying to talk to me, it's, I'm not like saying like, get out of my face. I'm not like that, but I'm just like, on. I'm just like, oh, know you're, what there. Into. you're there. I like to play coy. <laughs> I love to play coy. I love to, oh, okay. You're going to call me? Maybe. <laughs> Deletes the number. Like... <laughs> Like, it, it just, it helped me navigate, like, especially, like, in my dating, too. So, like, I'm finally open. Like, I'm dating a man right now. Yeah, and it's the same. Because I watched a podcast interview you did where you said that you're dating a guy and you're a switch with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell yeah. me about this. So, dating, for me, has always been hard as a dominatrix. It was to the point where even in the beginning of dating some men, I didn't like to tell them what I did until I felt like... It was, like, stable. But then even when I told them what I did, I would notice they would start acting weird and being, like, distant and, like, stuff like that. So they so, weren't into being dumbed by you? No. I mean, I only date black men, and majority of them are not submissive. They're not. Of course. It yeah. is what it is. A lot of them come from, like, I'm an alpha or whatever. <laughs> so, like, this guy I'm dating now, I just, on first date, I told him. I was like, this is what I do. Showed him pictures. <laughs> I went in there, and he was like... He was like, can I do that? Like, he was like, can As I? In, he was like, can I punch white men in the face? Can I, like, kick them? Like, whatever. Like, I'm like, I'm like, well, you know, just take it I easy. Mean, with consent. <laughs> right. So. I was like, take it easy or whatever. <laughs> and so um, I have a um, a boy that I own um, named Tati. He's on a lot of the podcasts with me and stuff. Is he the one that's the footrest yes, usually? Yes. Oh. And sometimes he likes to dress up as a maid. Really pretty girl. Like, he, yes, was, he was supposed to come to Femdom Ball, fit. but he had something, you know, come up. And... I knew I was comfortable once I introduced my boyfriend to Tati. And um, we were at a party. And I was like, you know, this is Tati. Was it but a play Tati party? Was, yeah, it was a play party. And I brought my boyfriend because he was helping me, like, carry and stuff. Like, I sell reparations t-shirts. And he was there. Like, he was like, he was like, you know what? You're going to be running the party. He was like, I'll help sell your t-shirts or whatever. Aww. And I was like, oh, this man. He's a Virgo, so I'm dealing. Oh, wow. But, um, <laughs> you yeah. Are stronger yeah. than the Marines, girl. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So, um, you know, so he met Tati in his boy form first and then he saw Tati get dressed up and he wasn't like uncomfortable or anything like that because my boyfriend's very, he's dominant. Okay. So for me, it's like I, I switched with him, but his dominance is not the dominance of like, I'm like, yes, yes, daddy. Like, I'm not like that with him. It's just like he understands I'm very powerful in the position I hold and who I am. 
Um, but then I also respect him of who he is and our dynamic of our relationship. So I would never try to like boss him. Or that's just not me. And I don't have to boss him around because he does things without me having to ask. So the funniest thing, though, was Tati was at the party. And Tati was like sitting down because sometimes Tati wears heels that, yes, Tati, I'm talking about you, that you don't know how to walk in. <laughs> try to be cute. So he's sitting down and I'm like, I'm like at the bar and I'm calling his name like Tati, Tati. But there's music so he can't hear me. Uh, so my boyfriend's over there. I'm like, oh, Tati is not paying attention. Like I'm just like venting. And he was like, one second. So my boyfriend goes over there. He was like, Tati, she said, get your ass up. So you need to get your ass up. And Tati's just like, okay. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. What do you call that kind of scenario? Like, I'm like, I'm like that's, that's not what I feel like. I just thought he was going to be like, hey, she's trying to get your attention. He was like, you need to get your ass up. And, and the, fun, the next funny thing he said God, was. kind of hot. The, right. The next funny thing he said was, and you need to wear heels. You can walk in. I was like, oh, shit. I was Boyfriend like, gets it. I was like, yeah. So I was oh like, God. this is this is it. And he just, he's just so supportive. And it's one of those things where it's kind of like, I never thought I would find this because it's like. You have to think, like, not only am I dominatrix, and sometimes that's intimidating for, like, the black men I date, but it's also the public figure I am. So for them, you it's a like... star, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard being a star. Yeah, Tell me about yeah. it. <laughs> no, real so, talk. Yeah, yeah, like, you you get me. Like, and I know you get me. <laughs> but, like, so for them, it's just like, okay, not only am I dating this girl as a dominatrix, but she got a lot of eyes on her. Like, there's been times where I've gone out with my boyfriend, and girls will be like, are you Mr. Smart? Like, that happens to me in New York all the time. And he's not, like, he's not, like, he doesn't give off like, oh, I'm sick of this shit. He gives off like, because I'll be That's the one, my girl. I'll be the one that be like, oh, I don't want to, he'd be like, what are you doing? Like, oh. he's like, you better go take a picture with him. You better, I'm like, no, you don't understand. So like, he's very big on instilling that confidence in me. Like in times where I'm just like, oh, he's just like, you that girl. Like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, this is you, you meant for this. Like people, people love you. People, what like I see it or whatever. Yeah. So I got lucky. Yes. I will honestly say I got lucky because a lot of women don't have that or they feel like, you know, they're going to date somebody that has to be submissive or whatever like that. Like you can still as a dominatrix. That's what I want people to know. I can still date dominant men and still be respected and not feeling like, oh, he's trying to knock me down a notch because he knows who I am. Like, no, he knows who I am and he uplifts that, you know. So I got lucky. Or not feeling like you have to be constantly in dominatrix mode even yeah, when you're resting. Like, yeah. it's not every day. Like I, lo- like, I love it with him. Like, I could be, I could just be soft. I could just yeah. be like, can you do it for me? Like, oh, okay. Like, like I can just be that person, you know? And, and then there's some things where it's just like, I do tap into like a little bit of submissiveness. But it's like, he deserves it. It's, it's not like, oh, he's not doing shit for me. Like, this man keeps bills up. He does all this stuff, like vacations, like like all, like everything, like emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever. So it's like with him, it's not that I feel like, oh, I'm wasting my time or I'm just like, whatever. It's just like, sure, I'll do this for you because I know the lengths you'll go for me, mm-hmm. you know? So like he's at the events with me, like holding my shit. So I'm just like, yo, like, but it's, it's you know, I like him. I'm smiling. Oh, I like him. oh I'm so God. happy Don't let you. him hear this. He's going to be like... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm really happy for you because yeah. I'm glad we're having this conversation about dating as a dominatrix because mm-hmm. I'm in the same place where I I attract all types of men. Yeah. Like I'm sure you do as well. Like yeah. Public figures, famous men yeah. Yeah. in the DMs. Yeah. What's interesting, I'm noticing for me, as a dominatrix who isn't even necessarily that far out there as a dom, mm-hmm. but men know that I'm dominant because of my podcast yeah. and how I think yeah. and speak. Like... The flirting always goes to a certain point and it never quite goes past there because it's like, I can tell that they feel 
emasculated by mm-hmm. how much knowledge I have of how men view women. Mm-hmm. That it's almost like they feel a bit turned off by, like they they can't run shit around here. Like they yeah. little silly games won't work. The yeah. mind games will not prevail here. Yeah. Yeah. So they don't really know what they can do, but they still are attracted to me. It's like a complicated attraction yeah. that I find quite fascinating from like an anthropological perspective of like observing humans yeah. and seeing the ways that being a powerful woman can interfere with dating. But I think if you want to be a dominatrix, again, another thing is like being okay with practicing the acceptance that you're not necessarily going to have your DMs flooded with men being oh. like, I'm going to want to date you. You're amazing. Because like yeah. a lot of men, they get by on women not knowing their power. Yeah. And that's why I do think that it's rare that you have a partner who yeah. is a dominant man, but knows how to curate his dominance in a way that doesn't interfere yeah. with yours. Because mm-hmm. most, especially black men, yeah. their way of exerting dominance is like almost bullying women, yeah. especially black women. And people find satisfaction in like downsizing doms, especially men. Like if they find out that you're dominant in any way, they're going to seek you out to try and like see where there's a loophole yeah. Yeah. to get into your mind. Yeah. That's there why bl- you have to be really strong mentally. There were black men I dated that were just like, I could just say the simplest thing, just like saying, okay, we're going to go have dinner here, at this, whatever. You're not doing that domination shit with me. Oh. I'm just like, this not like, so then it just, after that, it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm going to ghost you because Aquarius is we ghost. That's oh, what we do. We're yeah, ghost queens. Air sign. Yeah. I got. A, do you know your moon and rising? Because I've got a Libra rising and a Gemini moon. I'm double S I N girl. So I have some cancer in my chart. Oh, I can be a little baby sometimes, but you would never see that. This makes public. sense that you are like teaching women and like yeah. mentoring because that's very mother. Well, see, Aquariuses are like we're humanitarians too. Mm-hmm. Like that's Eleven part of house. our sign. Yeah. So we and we just we hold a lot of space for people because we know how it feels and not have space held for us. But I have a little bit of cancer in my chart and I definitely have some Leo in there because I'm <gasps> that girl. Of course you'd have a fire mm-hmm. sign somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense as to why you're not scared of the limelight. Yeah. And like, you enjoy being seen. Yeah, and like you I'm, enjoy I'm being fine on a with pedestal. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, that's me. Look at me in my excellence. Yeah, glory. even like in, in when I was younger in school and we had to do school reports and everyone's like, I'm nervous to go up there. I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. Like, <laughs> you, you and I look, and I look everyone in the eye. One thing people have always told me is that you're very good at making eye contact. I'm like, yeah, you are. I'm I confident. Think it's a thing, though. Yeah, I mean, even before I was a dom, though, like I, like I said, I'd be giving those reports and I'd be looking at everybody. Like, <laughs> and I have big ass eyes, so it's like you really gonna see it, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, so it's you know finding finding the right partner is I think one of the hardest things as a dominatrix. Um, you know, that's why a lot of us are like single, or mm-hmm. you know, we might have like a more lifestyle relationship or whatever, but. It's just harder. Vanilla men just don't get it. They don't try to get it either. Like, and I would hate when I would go on dates with vanilla men, and then like if I told them what I did, and it, they'd be like, "What is that?" I'm like, "I'm not here to teach oh, you. It's a dinner date." Like, Google's do your Google's. Like, I don't like. And even if they Google, they're gonna get the most yeah controversial the most stuff. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Like, similar to I, I don't, I don't tell unless I'm like just experimenting mm-hmm. and I'm just, I don't care what the result is. I might yeah. tell a guy I'm a dom and just, to, just for the sake of testing it out. Yeah. But most times when I go on dates with men, like I don't tell them I'm a dom. I just act like it. Like, yeah. obviously I'm not going to be out here and like, bend down. Like, yeah. Like, but <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what do you look like? Could you imagine? <laughs> oh my gosh. I should do that. Just like experiment. Oh, <laughs> oh listen, sometimes I, cause I think it's an air sign thing. Like, we stimulate ourselves by just doing wild shit. Like, yeah. you just need to just... I get, so, we get bored fast. I get bored really I fast. I get bored very quickly. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
sometimes because I don't really value my interactions with men that much. I just feel like if a man can't do anything for me, I don't need to treat this interaction that preciously. So, and most men I meet, they can't do anything for me. So I don't mind just trying shit out. So yeah. when I behave like a dom in front of them, I might, might be just that like, because I have a, I wouldn't say it's sadistic, but people say apparently that if you're able to hold eye contact for a long time, then you're a sociopath. Yeah. So I must be one of them because sometimes I'll oh, just well. like hold eye contact for a long time and then just wait to see them. Yeah. And they'll, be, they'll be like, I'm like, yeah, that's not the man for me. Then you I can't I- even like look me in the eyes. Like, <laughs> how you gonna protect yeah. me in these streets? You can't even look at me. Yeah. So I'm just like, yo, like vanilla man, it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't and know I, how the girls are dealing with this. Oh my like, gosh. When I go out, so when I go out with my vanilla girlfriends, I have this thing I do that when the men are bothering us. So like one time I went out with my friends and this guy just kept bothering us about drinks or whatever. It was to the point where we left and we're walking to our car to leave the club and he was like still trying to talk to us. I do this thing that makes them feel so bad. I'll just, I don't know where I go, ew, and then I run away. I'm like, ew. Like I'm just so disgusted. And they'll be like, and my friends just bust out laughing. I'm like, ew. Like y'all got to treat them like they're nasty because yes. first of all, they're not respecting our boundaries. We've mm-hmm. already said no to them twice in the club and then you follow us outside the club now mm-hmm. you're about to feel like a disgusting human being i'm gonna make you feel like you're an insect under my shoe like i'll be like oh my god like i'll be like so extra or i'll start screaming i'll be like ah! like i'll start screaming like i'm in a horror movie like i get so dramatic i'm like i want you guys to see like what you're doing yes and that yes. is not cool so yes. i'm gonna make you feel very awkward right now so you can understand because some men you have to do that to them mm-hmm. like i really like Girl, I'm telling you, you would thrive in Nigeria because you know where it's funny. Oh we're having gosh, this conversation. <laughs> no, listen, we're having this conversation now about how, oh yeah, men don't like when you're dominant. Yeah, mm-hmm. men. If you go to Nigeria, yeah, it's like because the men there, like they're raised with a lot of ego, and mm-hmm. it's like when a man, because a man associates his power with his money, right? When a man has a lot of money mm-hmm. and you're doing your dumb thing, he's drawn to it because it's like there's no amount of power this woman can have that is good to have power. Yeah. So it's like they really do love women who are like how we are like when i go to that girl when i go to nigeria the way that i treat men when they approach me i'm like like they come you know when they come and tap you to talk to you i'm like what yeah can you i can't hear you can you speak quickly yeah like i'd be so rude like the kind of rudeness that i don't i'm not like this in london because you're gonna get your head they're gonna beat your ass yeah in nigeria Nigeria. oh yeah same thing in brooklyn No, in Nigeria, I'm rude. And the men, girl. That's like, interesting, though, because Nigerian men are the ones in my DMs calling me a devil. Oh, yeah, but that's because they're attracted to you and they're confused. Oh, girl, I get that all the time. The comments under, like, viral videos, they calling this me is ugly. devilish. Yeah, she yeah. needs to find God. No, no, like, no, I'm no. Like, when they meet you in person, they, be, they were having hard-ons. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. I have yeah. them in my notifications mm-hmm. saying that I'm, uh, I'm ugly um, and how oh, no one's going to marry this one. It's like... Oh. Yeah. Bored of you to assume I want to marry any of you. Yeah. Marriage is not an aspiration of mine. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm trying to get this money, girl. girl. I'm the same way. When people say stuff like that, like, oh, you're going to find a husband. I'm like, what's, what is marriage? Marriage, sometimes marriage seems like prison to women. Like, like I always tell people the only person that benefits from marriage is, is the, the man. man. He gets a living nanny. He gets a living cook. He gets a living cook. <laughs> Like that's how I see it. Like oh unless God, really be doing unless that. you truly have a man that honors you and y'all are like a, truly a unit. Because some some women marry men and it's not a unit. It's not a unit. It was just something they felt pressured about, or whatever. But I'm like, other than that, the man gets everything. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's marriage is not something I've ever aspired. Like I don't. Me neither. But people, they think as a woman saying that that you're lying. Like it's too. It's unbelievable that a woman 
will be like, I don't aspire to marriage. Yeah, no. I'm one of those people that, like, if it happens to me, it happens to me. Yeah. And if it does happen, it's going to be the most untraditional shit ever. Girl, like, we're going to be at that. We're going to be at that wedding whipping people up and wearing oh, latex. <laughs> you bring your, bring your footstool Yo, with you. for real. I'm just like, it's not something I aspire. <laughs> wear, you know how they yeah. make the dogs wear the little yeah. flowers around their neck? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, it's just not one of my goals. Like, I, I don't know. It's just not, not me. Yeah, I'm, I'm similar. I just feel like, Another thing for me is like I getting into Domin made me realize maybe I might be on the asexual spectrum because mm-hmm. I don't feel any attraction towards the men that I dom. Like yeah. I, it doesn't make me want to have sex with them. Yeah, me neither. People think, but but it's so interesting. That's why I think it's so important that dom to dom we're having this conversation yeah. because people genuinely think that we must be getting some sort of erotic arousal from like telling I mean, a guy to go face the wall. The amount of messages in my inbox too of we you know we touch base on this of like. Are you having sex with them from other women? Are you having sex with them? Are you like, like, girl, what you want me to be in here? And say, yeah, I'm in there sucking this dick. And like, no, like, how? And my thing is, it was a video of me wrapping a um, Tati up in Saran wrap. Like, I was doing yeah. mummification. And the girl asked, I'm like, you got that from this video? You see me wrapping somebody up in, in Saran wrap? Plain and film. the first thing you say, and the first thing you say is, are you having sex with them? Which part of his body can I even access when he's wrapped in clean And I'm film? just like, I'm not turned on by any of this. There's not, like, I'm turned on mentally. Mm-hmm. I'm turned on emotionally. Like, that power's there. I enjoy, like, you know, doing the kinks and stuff like that. But it's not something where I'm like, oh, I'm hot and bothered. Oh, my nipples are... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, just I'm like, so wet oh, right now. I need to go rub one out. No, it's not like that. <laughs> like, even when I do, like, face smothering, when you just sit on, like, their face, yeah, you know, no. I do that. And I try to tell the girls, like, I do that fully clothed. Like, I don't do that, like, naked. Like, that's not that's what I do. Thing. Yeah, like, yeah. For me as a dom, like, I've never felt compelled to remove my clothes no. like it doesn't it's just that's a that's a very very Mm-mm. that's a level that has to be very very worked towards yeah. do you know what i mean like yeah. you have to really have earned that yeah one. i'm just like you're not even going to see me naked like you're, it's not going to happen like you're not getting no special pictures or anything that's another thing too with fendom people think like when the men send money am i supposed to send them back a nude like no. girl don't send them nothing like y'all can talk about terms of sessions to get more money you know, he could like maybe buy a video of you rubbing your feet or something like. But it has to be it's transactional. Like Fendom is transactional. There's kink there, but it's transactional. It's financial domination. Mm-hmm. So it's just like I'm I, in session. I'm not. I'm not turned on. And the men, when you have real subs that are coming for session, they're not looking for that. They're not wondering like, well, is she gonna have sex with me? They're not. They're not thinking that. The mm-hmm. real subs, because there are subs out there that will probably think, is there some way I can get sex out of this? The There's real dedicated subs. subs that are in it for their kinks, they're not thinking that. They know why they're there, how they're there to serve you, and they know that at the end of it, that's it. They leave. It's mm-hmm. no staying behind and trying to see what they can get. Like they, they respect that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I think it's so important for women who are curious about donning to build a relationship with accepting gifts yeah accepting what you do it's like it's like practicing it in your everyday life when someone gives you a compliment you don't always have to just give one back like it's okay to accept the compliment but thank you yeah i worked really like you know thank you i like it too you know you don't have to fake give a compliment back because you're so used to that because if you're of that mindset you're not going to thrive in femdom yeah you're going to you're going to be one of those people who feels like you have to sleep with the guy yeah you have to send him a picture of your breast with your face in it. Like, yeah. you don't have to do anything you mm-hmm. don't want to do. Yeah. That's the whole point of being a dom. Yeah. You don't have to do anything you don't, you don't, exactly. you don't have to do anything. There's Consent. no have to Consent here. Consent is the biggest thing. Consent. Oh my God. Another thing yeah. that's really annoying as well is like, because I talk about 
having attraction to older men. I like their money. I like the feeling of being with a man who's been with women before. So he knows how to carry himself and treat a woman properly. Mm -hmm. And the response I always get is, ew, so you have to sleep with older men. It's like, where is this have to coming yeah, from, girls? yeah. What's all this? You feel like you have yeah, to. Yeah, the sugar, the sugar dating is a whole nother beast of the questions that you can that that you get. Like, you're giving him sugar. Like, no, I'm, I'm giving him my sugar. company. That's the he's sugar. getting my company. He's getting my time. People don't he's getting that. me. Like, it's like just me being there. And there's yeah, there's a lot of women that don't believe it. Like, because I, they don't see themselves as well. Yeah, I made a post one time about it, and it was so many women in the comments saying I was lying. She's lying. She's not telling the full truth. I'm like, why do I have to lie about who I have sex with? Like, I'm a sex and kink educator. I'll be very open <laughs> about sex. Like, I throw sex parties. Like, come on. Like, there are men out there that literally just want you on their arm. Like, it might be for a special event. They might just want your time. Like, some men are just emotionally and mentally lonely. Like, they don't need anything physical. Like, but you also have to set those boundaries for yourself. That's why I said in the beginning, for the girls that are like, what if he says no? Move on. And Life most of the time, the men that say no, spin back the block and try to come back and be like, well, mm -hmm. especially if you ignore them and don't give them time. If a man tells me no, I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, okay, well, I think I'm going to be like, all right, <laughs> leave your ass on red. And then you're going to be sitting there in your house like, did I say the wrong thing? Maybe I should have said yes to her. It's all <laughs> mind games. You were way. talking about like manipulative, ma uh, manipulating men. Yes. yes. And this, I'm glad you mentioned And the it thing is, is that you can manipulate without saying anything. And you can manipulate without being abusive. Exactly. Exactly. Man, all manipulation isn't bad. Marketing is manipulation. Mm -hmm. Media is manipulation. Exactly. Everything that you're consuming has been manipulated to a certain point where you are basically being primed to like it so you will purchase something. Yeah. So if you can get that into your mind, then you understand that I personally believe that as long as you're a woman who is consenting to, consent to dating men or doming men mm -hmm. or engaging with men in any kind of romantic context, you need to be able to manipulate because yeah. manipulation is about creating the outcome that you desire, exactly. right? Mm -hmm. Manipulation isn't you're a piece of shit and yeah. I'm going to make you yeah, go no. do something that yeah. you don't want to do and you're yeah. going to be abused and miserable. That's not, that's, yeah. that's one definition of manipulation. Yeah. Another definition of manipulation is using the power of suggestion mm -hmm. and your sensuality and your beauty to tilt conversations in your favor mm -hmm. to direct things in the way that you want it so that exactly. the person feels like they're the one that it was their idea yeah. like you really yeah. learn how to use the mind and i think it's an air science yes thing. Like, there's literally there's literally <laughs> men i've ignored and then they'll come back and be like what are you doing to me and i'm like i'm not even talking to you like but in this case you can send me two thousand dollars <laughs> and then you just sent to goddess yeah yeah so i'm just like use your use our power as women is here use it like, don't leave this earth and not use it at some point. Because the men are afraid to use their power. Oh, they use it all the time. It affects people's lives negatively, their power. Yeah, I can't really think of and a lot of ways where And they actually manipulate with yeah. intent to do damage. Men are never going to manipulate to be like, I'm going to manipulate this woman into loving herself. Mm -hmm. no, no. They're going to be like, I want to manipulate you no. into giving me your pussy and your exactly, money. Exactly, exactly. And I'm going to live in your house and finish your food in your fridge and make you pay off my you, credit cards. Ladies listening... Use that power, please, please. Because once you tap in and you truly tap in and you start getting everything that you need and want, you're never going to turn back. I've never heard of anyone turning back. Like, it's, I love it. I and love if it. it's meant to be, it'll be easy. Yeah. That's another thing. Like, doming doesn't have to be hard. Mm -hmm. There will be times when you just feel a bit like, oh, I'm not even sure if I want to do this. Like, it's just a bit like you're just kind of coasting. Yeah. And there'll be times when you have an experience and you're like, I knew I was that bit. Yeah. <laughs> Period. That's like. how it is for me. Like, there's days where I'm like, I'm ready for session. I'm about to go. And then there's days like, 
over it. How can I get this person to reschedule? Like it's like yeah. be over it. And that's that's what it is. Like we said before, it's not always glamorized and, and pretty and all those things. Like sometimes it's really like, oh my God, you know? But the rewards are fun. The rewards are fun. And yeah. like for me, I'm in no hurry to complete my aspirations in doming like mm-hmm. that's what the that's what your life is for the journey is for you to experience things in stages yeah. because if you experience everything in your first year there's nothing else to do and then it becomes no. boring yeah but for me it's like you know i want properties bought in my name mm-hmm. like i'm not doing doming for the frivolous things like yeah. i know exactly what my goals are mm-hmm. when you have certain goals in mind it means that you're more particular about who you entertain and what you ask for yep. like it's not every day asking for your nails to be done sometimes like skip past that and just be like well xyz it's a total of two grand yeah can you do it or not like yeah. you have to sometimes just add an extra zero yeah and just see what happens because it's the same always add tax girl always. it's the same thing as being an independent non-signed influencer right yeah. brands will approach you you have to tell them your fee mm-hmm. if you lowball yourself you lowballed yourself sometimes add that extra zero you'll be surprised they might have the money for you or they might you might meet down in the middle and that'll be still way more than you asked yeah. for same thing as when a guy asks you how much your rent is girl i'll be adding an extra 500 oh, onto always. it like, you what? can't ask for the exact amount exactly you need, you need some extra girl, don't be silly right. <laughs> you gotta ask for a bit more and then yes. ask for the money on top yes like, yes you know, you got and that's one of the did. biggest things too when 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 new adams come in like i don't know what to charge you know your bills, sis. Start there. You know how much things are in life. You know start how much there. it is to get through your week. Like, start there. Like, don't... And also, I tell people, too, don't look at what other people are charging. Like, we're all going to charge differently. There's no industry standard for pricing on anything. So I'm just like, okay, she might only charge $50 for this type of session. I'm going to charge 150 and someone's going to pay it because mm-hmm. I'm me and I'm a whole different person. So... Mm-hmm. You gotta, and also too, you gotta just believe in your brand. I tell people when you're becoming a dom, especially a pro dom, it's a brand. You're building a brand. You're building a business because you're doing it professionally, and you have to market yourself to where people want to book you professionally. So it's a brand. It's more than just getting on the internet and saying, "Send me money, losers." Like you're building yourself up from what you wear, how you look, how you present yourself, especially if you're going to be out. You know, so mm-hmm. it's like it's all it's all strategic, but it makes sense in the end. You yes, know, so. collaborate with the creators around you. Get yes. the boys. If you want to practice your dominance, get your guy friends to take That's pictures what I'm for saying, you. Yo. Start learning how to get the boys around you to do things. Big for on you. collaboration. Like I tell people <laughs> all the time, my favorite thing to say is I believe in collaboration, not competition. So doms that are trying to compete, so I don't have time for you. How can we work together? There might be something you're really good at teaching and we can come together. You might not have as big as a platform as me, so let me put you on. We're gonna come together. Like that's just how I move in this industry. And That's why things keep coming like to you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, universe. <laughs> no, for real though, because yeah. I do think that a lot of women feel like they have to compete in order to get the most and yeah. i feel like that's when you spend too much time on the internet like if you're spending too much time looking at all the cash sends that the doms are posting where they're getting like mm-hmm. some people are making like 10k a week that's good for them yeah you have to take things into consideration that they've been doing this for a few years they look a certain way as well mm-hmm. they live in a certain area mm-hmm. they have returning subs that they've built relationships with for a long time mm-hmm. so if you're new to this you can't feel like oh well i'm not getting a 10k a week so i'm not a good dom or maybe this isn't for me no. it's like you have to start somewhere and you have to put in the work too mm-hmm. like i tell people like okay you live in a small town a lot of big cities have conventions and kinky events try to make us you know try to make your way to one put your name out there like it's just one of those industries where you just have to like if you really want 
if you really want to be in a certain place of being seen and noticed, you have to put yourself out there. You have to be willing to work with other people and do all these different things, you know. You got and also you got to step outside your get out of your head. Like mm-hmm. too many of us are in our head about this stuff. Like I know when I first started when I went to parties, like if I was sitting down and other doms were whipping and stuff, I felt like, "Well, am I a dom? I'm just sitting here, whatever." <laughs> Now I'm at parties, so-and-so whipping. I'm over here drinking my champagne. You know like, what I mean? Like, yes, mom, yes. <laughs> like, if I want to do something, I'm going to do something. If I want to sit down the whole night, I'm going to sit down the whole night. Th- that does not make me less of a dom. I just did not feel like doing what I, whatever today. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm not one of those doms that feel like I have to be performative all the time. Like, you'll probably see me at the after party tomorrow chilling, maybe getting some foot rubs or something. Girl, honestly. Yeah, like, I brought my tools with me, but I'm just like, you know, it depends on how I'm going to feel after the ball, like. It depends. But most likely, when you're in that energy, you yeah. end up whooping some ass, you know? <laughs> right? Because for me, like, I don't know what to... Because, you know, one thing I find a bit annoying mm-hmm. at some of these kink events is, like, the subs, they can be a bit stingy. Like, they want you to do stuff. But then if you tell them, well, give me a tribute, they might be like, oh, I don't want to do that. Okay, well, bye then. Yeah, like, yeah. That's the only thing that gives me the ick sometimes. Yeah. Um. So I may or may not be pulling up with my little contactless card reader machine. You never know. You never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, I just think that being a dom, like it's really helped me in my vanilla life. It's helped me to feel confident about asking for things. Mm-hmm. It's helped me to feel confident about advocating for myself. It's not about going through the world bossing people around. Like that's yeah, actually no. not the energy. No. Because that's actually a giveaway if you're like a super new dom where you feel like you have to overcompensate yeah. by just bossing everyone around yeah. and being mean it's like actually yeah. no there's like a quiet dominance that just like lingers around you when you're a woman who knows her power yeah. and only those who want to dive deeper into your world will experience that or will see that yeah. I'm curious to know what has been your favourite gift or tribute you've gotten from a sub oh my god obviously aside from your reparations paddle which is iconic yeah <laughs> Um. so my favourite gift has actually been from Tati so Ooh. he's very good at just drawing. So like one time he he because uh, he cleans my house. So one time he came over to clean and he like it was and he does it on um what's the thing I'm thinking of like when you mail a package the labels he does it on like the labels oh. and he'll take a picture of me just like a picture that I wouldn't even think twice of and didn't even know he was doing it. He'll draw the whole thing down to the color details and everything and he'll frame it. And I'm like, this is an intentional gift. Yes. You had to sit down and do that. Like, you weren't just thinking like, oh, I can just send her money. I yeah. can just buy her a pair of shoes. Like, you sat down. He did three of those for me. And then he made a Christmas ornament one time of my puppy. I have a mini wiener dog. And I was like, oh, my God. Because that, that dog is my damn best friend. So when I saw that, I was like, and my dog's name is Jackson. I was like, Jackson, look, or whatever. <laughs> like, and, then, you know, it's so it's so cute. Just, like, the dynamic I have with Tati and how comfortable I am with him. And just, you know, even my friends have met him. And even outside of him being Tati, we can just go to the bar and have drinks. So we could just go, like, um, some music type of thing or whatever, you know. Like, it's just, that's the dynamic. That's the dream dynamic with the sub that I think a lot of people have where it's non-sexual. They still know how to serve you. But they're not always 24-7 trying to be, like, a sub. They can be themselves, mm-hmm. too. But we could be out and we could just be normal. But if I say something to him, he knows, like. Okay. How did you meet Tati? So I was doing a podcast and my sub that I was supposed to have like flaked on me. And so I had to make an ad the day before. Like I just need a sub for the podcast to be a footrest. Like I just put on Fat Life. I said, not too much. Like just be a footrest. And Tati was like, oh, you know, I can, I can make it. I can come or whatever. 
And, you know, in my mind, like, I already had the sub flake, so I was like, whatever. Like, just, are you going to flake? He was like, no, no, I'm not a time waster, I promise. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, okay, if you're coming, you're coming. If not, like, I'm going to block you. Like, don't, whatever. So Tati gets there. He, like, arrives two hours before me, like, waiting. And he gets out in his heels and his outfit. I'm like, this is the prettiest bitch I've ever seen. Like, like most men that dress up as women, like, in the, the BDSM, yeah. they don't, they, you know, you can, it's not that good. Like, the wigs be crazy, yeah. the makeup be crazy. Tati came with the, I was like. You like you really could pass. Like you could pass. Okay, work. And he pulls up and he he says, I have a gift for you, Mrs. Marley. And it's a hundred dollar bill and it's he origami like origami it into a heart. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Yeah. <laughs> and we did the interview and he did so great and um he even like took me home and everything. And he was just like very, very like good with boundaries. Good. Like very good. Knows his place. Um Anything I ask him to do, he'll do it. Like, airport pickups. Can you go get this for Jackson? Can you do that? Like, even my best friend came from out of town to see me, and he went and picked him up and brought him. Mind you, like, Tati lives... I live in Brooklyn. Tati lives in Jersey. Oh, my god. Commute, that's almost, like, two hours commute with traffic. Like, an hour and a half. And he, like, he'll come. If he can make it, he'll do it. So, it's like... I like I like Tati. Like, he's, he's cool. And a lot of my friends, too. Like, even my friends that are doms, like... Mm-hmm. If I tell him to do something for them, he'll do it. There's Good. no like talk back. There's no like he's very respectful. Like he's just trying to make he tries to make everything easy. Like when I moved to my new apartment, he packed up everything for me and like oh moved God. it. Good boy. Yeah, it was to the point where like he was like working and moving and like I could tell he was tired. I was like, Tati, stop, like eat, like eat. He was like, No, I have a job to do. I'm like, eat. Like, yeah, so he's cool. That is adorable. Yeah, he's cool. And you know, he gets it also because um Tati isn't white, so Tati is uh, Puerto Rican so like he gets it in like certain space of how things are and he had a situation where you know he felt like as a sub he was being mistreated or not really like taken care of or going to these events and it'll be very white and he just didn't feel like you know he belonged yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm sad that he didn't make it to Femdom Ball oh, we had we had got one. our tickets together so oh, no. But yeah, so I'm interviewing subs right now to take tomorrow. We'll see. Where is this interview happening? How's this work? FetLife, WhatsApp. So how does it work yeah. on FetLife? You just put up an ad. So I just says- put up an ad and I said I was coming to London and um, like I had a chauffeur sub that I have that took me from the airport and whatever I need. I had him last year, so he's back again this year. Um, but he's not really out, so he d- can't do the ball. But like, I just put an ad up or whatever, and I told him about the ball. I sent him the protocol for subs. Like, I'm like, y'all not about to have me in trouble. Read all this that she put on the website because it's very Read detailed. It twice. It's very detailed, and you know, I let them know, like, you know, I'm a VIP mistress. Like, I'm like, you need to be whatever. Like, send me pictures of you and stuff like that. So that's that's where that's pretty much going. I have two right now that I'm like interviewing Ooh. but I'll see I'll see who wants it the most the best make them fight for it <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah yeah amazing yeah. Mistress Marley I've enjoyed this conversation but before Thank we wrap you. up I really want you to tell people where they can access your classes and okay. if any subs are listening how they can access you to contact you yes so if you're a sub listening please approach the right way do not come in my dm saying can i session with you like can i have a session first of all that's not telling me the type of session and i do not keep those conversations in social media dm so you can email me on my proton mail it's mistress marley at protonmail.com and then for those trying to learn i have different like levels of affordability because i know everyone does not want to break the bank trying to learn so i have a patreon with over 200 courses that has been up since april 2020 um and it's only five dollars a month like i'm not lying it's literally 
$5 a month. You can get like a higher tier, say if you do the $20 a month for video courses, but standard is $5 a month and that gives you access to Zooms. It gives you access to Discords. I mean, it's it's a steal. It's really a steal. And then um, that's patreon.com slash sexcademy. So that's S-E-X-C-A-D-E-M-Y. And then I'm on Etsy, etsy.com slash shop slash mistress academy. That's all my video courses. I even have a course up there with Madam Caramel that we did about luxury domination, how to be a luxury dom. Um, and then I just post about my classes all the time on Instagram and Twitter. So my Instagram is House of Marley, House being spelled H-A-U-S of Marley. And then my Twitter is Eyes on Fire. That's Eyes, E-Y-E-S-X, on fire. Or just type in Mrs. Marley in the search bar and I'll yes. come up. And that's where you can find me. And I'm always offering stuff. Um, I'm always here to give advice. Just respect my time. Um, respect sex workers' time in general. If you ever feel like, because, you know, I get women that are like, you know, I asked so-and-so and they ignore me. Babe, a lot of people are not going to give you a lot of information for free. You get what I'm saying? Like, when we're teaching this stuff, we're using our time and resources. So it's like, even if you can just tip someone. Say, if you have a question, tip $5, tip $10, you know, something like that. So, you know, just approach it that way. Because as sex workers, we got to respect each other, too. Thank you for that information. Yes. And I'm really happy I had you on. And yes. I hope that anybody who's listening to this who wants to be a dom will sign up for your yeah. classes. I'm glad I can now say this is the person <laughs> you should go to if you want to learn. Cause and sign up ready to learn. Don't yeah. come in my inbox with all types because you will be left on ready. No sob stories. Yeah. No coming straight off of abuse. Take yeah. the time to really reflect on why you want to do this yes. because it can be a very beautiful lifestyle. But if you have low self-worth or mm-hmm. issues to do with accepting, then you're not going to enjoy this yeah. and you are going to waste everyone's time, mm-hmm. including Mistress Marley's and yes. your own. Yes. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you for being here. Oh my God, no, this has been you. This is so like a full circle Iconic, moment. Like, girl. The circle is circling. Like, this is <laughs> iconic. I'm so grateful that it's happened in this timing. I'm grateful that you took the time to come here today and share your insight, your experience, your knowledge. It matters. And I'm just the most happy that it's happening between two black women. Yes. Because we aren't as visible in the world, especially as black women who love ourselves and are vocal and visible about it. Mm -hmm. And we are daring enough to demand the treatment we want from men. And we get to see those results happen in real time. And why I think this conversation matters is because you're in a different stage in your doming journey to where I am, where, Mm -hmm. like I keep saying, like I consider myself a baby dom. And I'll consider you a lot more evolved in your journey. And Mm -hmm. I like to be able to learn from other people. And the insight you shared has been really useful for me. I've Mm -hmm. already been signed up to your Patreon. (laughs) And I will say for those who want to sign up, it is really, really useful information on there. If you do sign up, take your time to read the information. It's a lot of stuff up there. It's a lot of stuff. (laughs) But like, take your time to read it. Apply it in your own time experiment even if you aren't ready to go to king events yet like just go to bars on your own Mm -hmm. and maybe start the odd conversation with someone you know my favorite way to start a conversation with a guy if i'm learning to overcome social awkwardness is just like ask them if they've been here before and what drink they recommend yes it's such an easy way that's the one i teach too oh is it yeah yeah like yeah because nothing can go wrong from that like it's an innocent question yeah Sometimes it can go on. They'll actually buy you the drink. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're in conversation. Or they have suggestions or like, or, or I know this place for dinner. Let me take you here. But it just, just be, <laughs> be open to conversation. Don't feel like you have to have it though. Cause you don't, if you don't want to, mm-hmm. but also just be open. Like you just never know what's out there and what the world can open you 
have to. And don't expect, sometimes there won't be any outcome of anything. Yeah. You might just try something, nothing happens. That's still information. Yeah. That's still data for you to just collate. Yeah. Sometimes things will happen. Be prepared for the yeah. opportunity. Mm-hmm. That's why I believe in mentally absorbing the information before you just fling yourself in there. Because it'll always come back around. You'll ooh. be like, oh, I remember I read that. Yeah. I saw that. Now you know yeah. what to say. Don't be yeah. out there flustered in these streets, yeah, girl. No. <laughs> Embarrassing yourself. No. You're a dumb. Mm-mm. You're a queen. You meant to yes. know what to say. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Yes, thank you for having me. I really me. appreciate you, Mistress yes, Molly. I and I guess this. we're going to have a great time at the Femdom Ball. Oh, I can't wait. Ah! I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I'll have you back on here again. And I feel yes. like you should start your own podcast, girl. Um, So I am starting my own podcast. Well, I'm volunteering I, myself to be I a need, guest. I need help on how to do it. So, Girl, we will talk about this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> we need more spaces like this for us you know period we need it because you know a lot of these sex education podcasts i go on it's like okay i personally find them sorry no shade to it's all shade from me but i find them boring and i just feel like there isn't enough nuance like it's mainly white women leading the conversation and that's great because you know insight is still insight but we don't see enough black women having intra-communal conversations because we are not included yeah in a lot of these quote-unquote communities and we need to create our own and i think the most important thing is sharing information so that people who do want to go into this are not going into it from a glamorized lens and it's also just demystifying it yeah it's not as complicated as it looks no it's not the hardest part is just believing that you're worthy yeah after you get past that everything else is easy girl it flows it flows (laughs) let it flow yes period (laughs)